scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. Tell me if you heard this before. Okay. Because if you heard this before, we gotta talk about it. Now the actor Andrew Lincoln, who's playing, yes. who's playing Rick, is saying, fucking kill me. Just fucking kill me already. Because I'm done with this fucking show. Well, you know, he wants to go back to English romantic comedy, is what he wants. He would rather do anything fucking else with his time. I think he just got. Well, at least he he hasn't had to say Carl for the last season. No! (laughs) No, spoilers! Carl's been fucking dead. Dude, that guy, but. When the kid jumps ship, that's when all that. The good actors start saying, oh shit. Well, and Andrew Lincoln, he was only contracted for like. He's only contracted for like the first six episodes or something. Yeah, for this next season. He's, he's gonna been die stuck for like eight years yeah. now. And, and fucking and and uh, Norman Mag- Reedus picked up main. Oh yeah, and Maggie was and in chick- she was already known to be gone. The chick. She's under yeah, the show. it was announced last season mm-hmm. that she was done when mid season nine. Which is like okay, so here's the thing, and I'm just gonna fucking point this, put this out here. When everybody got all salty because they killed Glenn, you yes. know, but which it was book accurate. The, the so exactly because so it was book accurate. So I was like, okay. This this is fucking stupid, but like it is book accurate, so I could I could get that. But then it was the last season of the show I watched. However, then they killed Carl. Yep. Now they're saying Maggie's not on the show anymore. You know what I mean? They're making all these des- decisions that are ten thousand percent counter to the book. Yeah. Like, dude, the book be- it becomes about Carl basically. They like never, you know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't make well, so then so then saying like we killed we killed a fan favorite of the show. Specific, and also, by the way, Daryl Dixon, uh, not even in he, the not, e- not even in he's the fucking the thing, comics. and he's the main character of the show now. So I don't even killing off the fan favorite of the show or one of them, you know, one of the two, like because it's book accurate. I don't think holds weight anymore. No, now and, it just you know now what? it looks like a shock thing. And you know what? They started deviating from the comic books as early as season season two. Oh. So it's just like when. Carol dies early in the book, mm-hmm. and it's her daughter that mm-hmm. continues yeah. to live Sophia. on. Sophia. Um, when Car- I like Carol's a good character though. When uh, <laughs> there's another character, the blonde <clears throat> from seasons, Andrea. Yeah, she's so big in the comics. She's basically Michonne now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michonne is also in the oh, comics, yeah, but Andrea is the one fucking Rick, and you know, being, really, and and playing Sasha in the, in the comics. Mm. She's a really good shot. She learned how to use a sniper. She doesn't really talk to a lot of people, but her and Rick are fucking. Yeah. And Carl is okay with that. I think they hinted at that a little bit, that she's a marksman when she was alive. Kind of. Mm-hmm. A little but, bit. But it, in the later seasons, it's basically what Sasha became in the it's show. Like fucking Susie Crabgrass. Yeah. Uh, which she... Uh... How, much, how much do you think it could be smoke and mirrors, though, with Andrew Lincoln? He's getting paid a ton. Dude, I don't think that you no. make that kind of announcement that somebody's going to be leaving halfway through season to then retract Maybe a that. show that lost that many viewers, though? I don't think that... Th- I th- they lost know, a ton last season. You know what's season. crazy is that they did, like, a poll, and, like, look, these are, all these are like, dweebs who give a shit this much about sure. The Walking Dead. Sure. But, like, they did a poll, like, how many of these, like, super fans will stop watching without Andrew Lincoln? And it was, like, 80%. If of I them all said that Ooh. they're like I'm done, and because they're like, how many like we're we're upset about like these decisions, and it was like a significant flash. The show has always been Rick's story. In the mm-hmm. comics, in the comics, it's more of the Grimes family. Mm-hmm. You always kind of get the whole family element. He's just the um, the perspective we follow, but it is exclusively 
Rick's story Mm -hmm. in the TV show. So to kill him off is just taking the horse out fucking back. Yeah. And putting it out to pasture. And you would think that if they wanted to just continue The Walking Dead without these characters, they would just eventually migrate them to, like, Fear the Walking Dead or something. And just say, The Walking Dead is over. Well, like, yeah, Morgan's gone, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, I don't, you know, I don't fucking want to watch a show starring Daryl Dixon and Michonne. I do not fucking care. Like, those two characters, like, they're fine as supporting characters. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As a matter of fact, Daryl Dixon only works as a supporting character. In an ensemble, absolutely. He's just not compelling enough to continue watching alone. Well, I think he his character have, breaks. What, what he doesn't he even have done a personality. That he's the main character. He were, well, I guess he like, hasn't had a personality since Beth, which was two mm. fucking seasons ago, right? Mm-hmm. When he's like well, whining about Carol or something. Nah, he has a, even like, being whiny about mm. Carol is just this kind of remiss thing that oh, he's Beth, been going on that. for the past five seasons. Yeah, I mean, Daryl, really, his character is, he's like a hardened dude Hardened redneck dude with with a crossbow, which is not a character trait, who um, <laughs> happens to have a soft spot for women. Great, like most men and probably people in the apocalypse. Like most rednecks I know. Yeah, well, My none sister. of them was his sister, so but they're not related. <laughs> not I'm yet. your sister. I'm I your just, sister. Man, I forgot about Michonne. Yeah, um, the fucking Susie Crabgrass. What a horrible character on that show. There were a couple things I wanted to talk about. I don't even know her name. I just Susie, Susie Crab. I like that you keep saying that. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I like I like Ned's declassified school <laughs> yeah. survivor guide, survival guide more than The Walking Dead. People are walking onto their Wikipedia's. Who is Susie Crabgrass? <laughs> I think I think a lot of people would probably agree with you at on this that. point. I'd rather watch a show <laughs> about Ned. Most men dealing with the and uh, yeah, Susie Crabgrass and the the black kid. What's his name? Cookie. Cookie. <laughs> Cookie. I'd rather watch them survive the apocalypse than fucking this crew. Even like Negan, I'm like, Ugh. I'm See, just like I love, so tired of this. Thing. I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Me too. But, but even I didn't watch this last season because I just know he's not going to be in a lot of it. Wait, 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 in the last season? Yeah. Oh, he was in like the whole season. Was he really? Yeah. They didn't give him much screen time in season eight. That I was like. I'm only watching this show for, like, three people, and one of them barely shows yeah. up. Oh, wait, no, wait, maybe I'm misremembering that. I just, like, man... It all lumps together I after love, a while. Oh, God. Dude, I'm telling you, I literally watched the entire series in, like, four weeks. My sister did Oof. that when she... Oof, um, that's a lot. She, she tore uh, her meniscus or something. I'll tell you what, I didn't tear up anything except for the couch. Because I was just sitting there That's for a good. long time. That was good. I tore open a bag of potato chips. <laughs> cool Ranch Doritos and some Mountain Dew. And I'll tell you what, that show is just exhausting to fucking watch. Yes, Because it it's just the same thing. I'll tell you what happens, right? Starts starts with, like, people in the woods or something, and they're like, oh my god, something's moving. And then, and then it's like, boom. A zombie gets shot, or somebody's like, oh my god. And then, <laughs> and they go back, and then, like, it's just them bitching about whatever's going on, like, Maggie and uh, Carl. And Carl. And then what always happens is that somebody dies, or some something stupid like that, and then everybody goes, everybody starts screaming, and then they're like, no, don't, don't do this, don't do that, and blah, blah, blah. Every fucking episode, it's just some really peak emotion thing happens, and they just ride it out for the rest of the show. And I, I forget, like, exactly what happens, but I literally wrote this down. Like, this will happen every show. And it did. And 
it's just fucking mentally exhausting, like, watching it, because I'm like, I know the beats of the show, and I'm just waiting for them to happen. And I'm like, nothing about this show is enjoyable to watch. I don't care if these characters live or die dude, anymore. I just, dude, you would love the comics. Yeah, you I know. I actually started reading love them. the fucking Because comics. I was like, I like them. Because what the comics do is actually take the time to sit with the characters and say, nothing happened. Nothing happened for a while. And, mm-hmm. and we are sitting with them that entire while saying, wow, they're actually, you know, creating a society they're taking care of each other they're, they're doing their own shit oh fuck yeah exactly. oh fuck that's every the left wall is down yeah. carl got shot in the face dude i will say there's a tank the best. there's a fucking <laughs> tank and and what's his name machete is on top of yeah. it <laughs> machete the governor What's what's that actor's name? Um, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo is exactly what the governor looks like in the comic books. Really? He, oh yeah, yeah. And he is not some Doctor Who motherfucker. And it, it makes <laughs> he doesn't the look character, like the main character from the FP. It is the it makes the character so fucking dirty, and that's why he's great in the comics. That's why he sucked in the show. But basically, basically everything you ever worried about in the show gets fucking killed in the comics so that it becomes something more than just the thing you worry mm. about. It becomes like a literal life and death game yeah. for everyone involved and they might die on the next fucking page. Yeah. And that's what keeps you there and and with it. You and, know. And cool. So that when those tense moments are tense, they're super fucking tight butthole because <laughs> you are sitting there waiting for for what you expect to happen. And then it goes total fucking opposite and kills someone completely unrelated. I gotta say, though, the one I fucking think that Carl is the lamest character ever in the the TV show. He's great in the books. But that's what I've heard. I've heard he's kind of an asshole in the books. He, uh, when they they lock Negan up, Carl actually becomes friends with him because he's Mm. that angsty against his dad. He's like, my dad doesn't want me talking to you. So then he, like, sits by his jail cell and just talks to Negan for... Months. Mm. For fucking months. He just sits there and talks to Negan, and Negan teaches him all these, like, life lessons and kind of becomes, like, the dad figure that Rick hasn't been mm. to, to Carl for a very long time. And you know what? The show's never gonna fucking get there. Yeah, because Carl's Because dead. Carl's fucking dead. Dude, the, be- <laughs> the best thing, and, like, I think that Carl's lame on the show, but the best scene in The Walking Dead, as far as I'm concerned, is 100% a Carl scene. He's and eating pudding. <laughs> yeah, he eats an entire. I was going to say that. <laughs> no, it's when they it's when they have like the Mexican standoff with like uh, with Negan and his crew and the fucking trash people. When they it's like the the main character Rick. <laughs> Rick 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 and his crew align with like the garbage people and all the other people and they lock up in that town. And then Negan is like, "Hey, man." Uh, we know what's going on. Fuck you. And they're all like standing around and they're holding guns like, yeah, whatever. I've got a gun too. And then the trash people are like, yeah, but just kidding. This is a triple cross. And then so they pull their guns out on all on all of Rick and his pals. And then fucking the only person who has any balls it's is Carl. fucking Carl. Where he's just like, uh, and he just looks around. He's like, oh, this is escalating really quickly. What do I do? What do I do? And here's what he does. He shoots the guy in front of him in the fucking, or he shoots the guy behind him in the foot, then in the face, and then just starts shooting everybody. And it's the most badass fucking best scene in the whole show. Cause he's just like, uh, full on panic mode, like teenage, like what? And then just like, boom, boom. And then starts shooting. And I'm like, yeah, 
<laughs> this is good. That, this is good. And that was I'm the sure last time I enjoyed that show. What, and you know what's crazy? Hmm. I didn't even get to watch that scene because I was off it already. Oh. <laughs> Just Re- watch that one scene. Right. Record scratch. <laughs> I'm sure you're wondering how I ended up here. <laughs> That is the comic book! (laughs) They have that moment, like, twice. Well, they do, like, constant time jumps and stuff, right? Yes, Which is interesting for a show like that. It is. Or for for a It is very, very interesting. The tie-in books are great, too. I read... Like a Negan one, right? I... There are... There are... What's the one I've heard of? Three Governor ones. I haven't read the Negan one. What's the thing is they do a lot of... They give a lot of time to the villains. When, like, even, like, Negan is not... He, like, is, but he's, like, an anti-hero. Kind right. of, yeah. So, and, the, and that's the thing. He has like, a lot of good points, but he just goes about expressing them the wrong way. He just is like the most irredeemable character uh, of all time yes, on the show, and I don't know if that's how he's supposed the, to be. Well, in the in the book, he kills Glenn, too. But I mean, no, I know that, but I mean, like, so, it's not enough to just be no, like No, that's how he's people. introduced in the book, too. Mm-hmm. So the minute you meet him, he is already irredeemable. Yeah. He, he kills the nicest character in the series. <laughs> yes. Mother Dick. That never that that would give even a murderer a chance if he held them at gunpoint. Yeah, he gets beat over the fucking head for thirteen fucking pages with a baseball <laughs> bat. Squish. In issue one hundred <laughs> of The Walking Dead, it was heartbreaking. Mm. It hurt because Maggie's pregnant. Yeah, sitting right fucking next to him the entire time. Now the show felt cheap. Yeah. Because he just killed Abraham, and now they had to do it just because the comic book did it. Does he do the autistic, I'll find you, in the comics? Oh, shit. Yeah, I think so. Okay. (laughs) I didn't know you were talking about it first, but, like, yeah, he absolutely does something like that in the comics. Okay. I just want every character on that show to die. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly, it's like well, you're it's getting to that point where I'm like, you're getting your wish. I'm like every, but I, I mean, I just don't want any of them alive. I want all of them to meet their like horrible, gruesome end because I don't think there's any characters I actually like on the show anymore. They turned every character I did like into a character I don't like. Well, here's what I'm predicting, which is what I wanted to get at. Mm. What I'm predicting is the show is going to end for everyone, but Daryl, and then it's going to become five or six seasons. Of Daryl the Walking Dead. Oh my god. You think it's gonna go on that long? Probably. Yeah, I could I see think that. I think it could. Jesus. I think it could. Yeah, and here's the thing. I've always said that I've said this for since the first or since the first or second season when they killed off Shane. And I was like, this show is the greatest scam on television. Shane dies in the first issue of the book. Oh, well, that checks out. I mean, so. it's just like the... the. Actually, I think I knew that, because I think I, that's how, as far as I got in the comic books. Well, that's uh, when the art was good, which was like the first ten <laughs> issues. I just think that, like, it's the most genius scam ever created for TV. Because, oh, yeah. Because, like, if they... Because they've already established that they will go off script. So, like, yeah. what they can do... Source. ...is that they can kill off every character, which they're clearly doing now. Like, like they were going by the book, like the Glenn thing, like, everybody hated it. But, like, I get it. It was part of the book. But like now they they could ki- they or they kill off Carl you know what I mean they're they're killing off these main characters they can they uh, I guess they're probably gonna kill off Rick um, why else would he not be there you know what I mean like you have to just kill him at that point um, Maggie will probably die either that or she'll just be off screen you know what I mean in her town and yeah, she'll you know have what, cameos you know I think, what the shittiest thing about what you're saying is they're not gonna kill everyone they're literally just gonna send some of them away well that's what I was thinking for like. I mean, that's what they're doing with Morgan, right? You know what I mean? He's just... Is that what they did? I, I don't know. I didn't the watch Dead. the last season. It's the future, though, too. 
Apparently, and, and apparently, Fear the Walking Dead is now ahead of the Walking Dead. But it was huh. because Morgan leaves Rick. But it was always a prequel. I know, but that's but maybe so just strange time now to like the that same it's been four off. seasons Fuck. and now they're ahead. So you think they're just going to time jump to like they made? You know what they should do is they should just time jump to the same time. Because then they could do that. They can be like, oh, fuck, this show is going to jump the shark. I think that's what Deputy Dewey just said. I think that checks out. Have you watched Fear? No. See, I watched the first two and I just wasn't into it. That invested. Yeah. I watched the first season and then I, I read about the, the recent one just recently just because I was like, I haven't like looked into the show at all. So I, I don't just, like, waste read the, the actual like 10 mm. hours watching Well, you don't have to waste show. it. All you have to do is Google The Walking Dead and you'll just see an article that says... Fans are angry that this character just died. Sure. I'm like, okay, this show aired 15 minutes ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. you. This is why I won't watch this show. Yeah. Breaking Bad was better. A thousand, triple, quadruple times better. Yeah. Also, Better Call Saul, overrated. I haven't, haven't, Better Call Saul? I love the first two seasons. I haven't gotten into that. I liked the first season, but unlike, unlike Breaking Bad, which felt and was directed and pointed and had a direction, yeah. and an ending, for that matter... Better Call Saul feels like a regular old show mm-hmm. that will go on forever and ever and ever if they needed to without like a proper end in mind. Or if there is, it's completely undefined. Yeah. So um, I, I, I have to seg us back. Mm-hmm. We uh, <clears throat> we haven't introduced ourselves yet. We've just been bitching about Walking Dead this entire time. <laughs> I'm glad I can finally get this off my chest. <laughs> yeah, no, this is the outlet for that. <clears throat> so this is Lots of Pasta. This is the podcast where we you know talk about Horror shows, horror movies, uh, horror, Italian food. horror experiences, and Italian food. I love and, horror experiences. Um, we uh, we recently a lot of a lot of things have happened in between episodes ninety six and ninety seven have probably been the span of like three or four months. So there's a lot of shit to catch up on, but like this show had been backlogged for so long that I just didn't need to record mm-hmm. for a while. So now that more horror movies have come out and, and we've done cooler things lately, like we're, we're recording again and I'm back here with Punxsutawney Trill mm. and Deputy Dewey. <laughs> so when, when I say that like the last time I saw you guys was like you know, for recording was like seven or, you know, seven or so months ago. That's like, wow. but in the show, it's only been like 10 or some episodes. Mm. (laughs) So anyway, um, the first thing I wanted to talk about, which is a, it's it's a little personal story. I recently got bitched at on Reddit, uh, for sounding pretentious when I said something along the lines of having experience watching, judging and going to school for film and then saying that Hereditary, in my understanding, wasn't as great a movie as everyone is saying it is. Uh, oh. You artsy <laughs> son of a bitch. I basically got called a pretentious asshole. And all that I wanted to say was I was disappointed by the movie. Uh, Punxsutawney Trill, have you seen Hereditary? No, I haven't seen it. Okay, I hope you are aware yeah. that Deputy Dewey and me, your host, Captain Death have both seen it and are now going to talk about it. Go for it, man. (laughs) Okay. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. The entire movie is about a family's lineage and how how through mental illnesses plague each of their generations that now it has eternally fucked their family. uh, The way the movie takes place. Which is only really revealed in one scene. And it takes like... It takes a couple minutes. And, and, and it's just like, and whoa, here's what okay, I say. and then that just continues. Here's what I want to say. Off the bat, it's wonderfully acted. Uh, 
compositionally, it's tight. It is, it is very, it makes you very um, claustrophobic, just as an experience. Um, a lot of the angles are very tight. They fill them with a lot of people. There's a lot of close-ups. There's a lot of weird characters and, and weird perspectives. And it introduces a really fun, almost like a lot of people say The Witch. I say it's more, oh, that's, okay. I say it's more like It yeah. Follows. Yeah, The, the um, Witch. I fucking loved The Witch, and I heard this being like, Talked about in the same breath as so the witch. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. The witch is a fantastically crafted movie. Hereditary is not. Hmm. When it what it comes down to is basically the ending, and uh, and the ending makes or breaks a lot of the movie um, because I think it's written poorly, and I think that they don't earn it, not really. And uh, what it ends up being is uh, through the way lines of their generations, each of the family members are essentially set up to sacrifice and die for the resurrection of a prince of hell. And that their grandmother essentially made, made good on a cult when she was young and has been killing family members or at least ritualistically setting up their way lines to kill them at certain times. Now the young the movie the movie hits a dropping point <coughs> mid film where the youngest and weirdest daughter uh, gets her head slapped off by a telephone pole <laughs> in an accident where her high older brother accidentally swerves out of the way of a deer and her head just fucking slaps the pole and falls off. Now the From cult, that the cold couldn't have wanted that to happen right you are absolutely wrong (laughs) there is a there is a and here's what i mean why it doesn't earn itself they are trying to tell me that by putting a little symbol on a telephone pole that that girl's destiny and fate had been tied to that exact moment just and and you know what the worst part is they don't display anything to make you imply that they they just they put the symbol on the telephone pole and they they tell you to accept it so it's very it's a tough movie for me to personally swallow. What I what I was most disappointed by was their unimportance of the mother's job. For me the trailer set up that there was a woman who makes interesting miniatures. The trailer for me was like Tony Collette's character making oh. making weird miniatures that kind of depict weird things about her family and the mental illnesses. And oh, this is there's like a it's like a diorama. She poems, makes right? she mm-hmm. makes yeah. small dioramas, small yeah. little scenes, but like very fantastically crafted. Like the memory was plucked from her head and put on the table. It's very interesting, and they never fucking use it in the movie, not once. It's just she she uses it as a way to express her pain and how much heartache her actual job brings her life by revisiting some of these memories when she puts them down but really they're just odd and and her whole family is nuts and that's the movie and and these assholes on reddit let me tell you something if you want to visit any post about hereditary are saying that the movie isn't about fucking mental illness they're saying that it's just all about this fucking cult and this this decision and this family and this oh my god the way it fucking ends we haven't even talked about it the um <laughs> the oldest son is the only one left alive because naked cult members are appearing in the house and they force him up into the attic and he jumps out the fucking window and dies and he comes back 
with the spirit of his dead little sister that he killed in the middle of the movie. And the cult members tell her over the decapitated corpses of the grandmother and mother who sawed her own head off while in a fugue state. Um, as one does. As one does. You've all been there. Uh, is told... Really sucks. She is in the body of her older brother looking at her gross decapitated head on a statue for King Paimon, the, I think, seventh prince of hell. I think it was the ninth, but yeah. Whatever, man. <laughs> he's a prince. And uh, the funny thing about Paimon is he's not even a bad guy. Well, some people actually argue that the girl was never actually the girl. It was always Paimon. Because she was like close like, to the grandma, too. And I don't like that either. You don't like I, it? Because they said in, you know, if you do any research about Paimon, he only imbues the bodies of uh, a young boys. young boys. Mm. Just by the grandma saying that she wanted Charlie to be a boy and that the kid is fucking weird. It tries to do an omen thing and never quite nails it because the kid's just weird. She's not mm. necessarily evil. She's just kind of autistic. And this movie sounds fucking dumb, Dude, like, uh, but like in a, but in like a way that I can get behind. Like it sounds like dumb in like all the ways that it's one I of like. those movies too. It's very slow. See, it's a very long build too before see, everything goes. Dewey down. and I are Dewdrop and I are on very opposite sides of of the spectrum. So of you this like the movie? I actually enjoyed it a lot because I came out disappointed. Well, so and saying that anywhere on Reddit will get you fucked. And but too, I'm also not a fan of the witch. Ah, see, I love The Witch. Which I think goes... But but here's the thing. The general audience that liked The Witch is gonna like Hereditary Mm. for what they think are the same reasons, but they're total fucking opposite. I feel like the the reason The Witch... The witch, I like the witch is because the it witch was is like, a slow burn yeah. period piece, and it all yeah, and that's what was fun about it. And this also, one is just a drama with yeah. shitty things happening. It was like barely very very shitty things. There happening. was like barely that anything never about, explained. Yeah, yeah. There was like barely anything about the occult in the witch. It was more just like it just kind of seemed like it was old timey dumb people thinking things that didn't make sense. And then yes. at the end, they kind of, they're like, whereas, okay, well, she floats off the ground. This is whereas, let me tell thing. you, Hereditary is just about uh, how the human mind uh, deals madness. But it's full on, like, supernatural at some point, right? Yes. Which is like, that's what I mean when I say, like, that sounds dumb. But, like, but in a way, it's not like right at the end, there's like a stinger or like, and she's floating off the ground. I'm like, yes, actually, it does I'm like, do that. Well, I'm saying, like, that was like the witch. It's like, at the end, wasn't there something like that? She's like, and I'm like, okay. I almost don't like I that. I didn't buy that in The Witch, but I thought it was neat. But I was like, fine, who cares? Because it's not like if... I, I'm I not, it's like, like the the, there's ever going to be a sequel, so I don't give a fuck how this I ends. Because like it already ended like five that. minutes ago, as far as I'm concerned. When I saw The Witch, I thought the ending earned itself. Hmm. When I watched Hereditary, I didn't think the ending earned it. <laughs> so do we. <laughs> the dewdrop. So, like, the fun thing with Hereditary with me, though, is, too, I didn't see the trailer. I went in completely blind. That's like kind of try how I try to do movies. Yeah, I will watch the fuck out of trailers, and let me tell you, Hereditary I feel like it ruins things. Hereditary was the one trailer this entire last year that I watched when I heard it was at South by Southwest, and that's it. I looked it up out on my own Google search. It wasn't even in front of me. I literally read about it, googled it, watched the trailer. And then said, okay, if that's ever in theaters, I guess I'll go out of my way to see it. And the and the early trailer, or the trailer I think I saw, just made it look 
like a slow burn thriller, and that just wasn't what it was. It was almost it was what a, a pretentious fucking fact. For me, it was <laughs> thanks, man. So you fucking film you know, school fucking. I thought it was visually. <laughs> you know, you though. know what my final comment was. Uh, it was something along the lines of, like, I'm not here for people to listen to me or even like me. I'm literally just here because someone said, great review. I really agree with you. Oh, that's a horrible decision to go. Never go because of the critics, man. Yeah. I thought it was super visually appealing. You got this girl that just has such a captivating look of, like, just a bird that just got the shit kicked out of it. She's got this weird nose and these striking eyes. You got the guy, the stoner kid, kid, who just... You, you watch his mole throughout the whole goddamn movie. It's just, like... It's basically just a, a, a zoom in on his mole the whole movie. It's the little brother of the Death Note kid. <laughs> oh, just Tawny Collette just losing her shit. It's the Naked, brother. naked Brothers band. It's the Naked Dude. Brothers. Her Scottish husband that's just very oblivious to a lot of things. And then at the very end, he's like, all right, I'm going to stand up. And he just gets wrecked. But anyway, it's... I loved the I loved a lot of the movie until the last 15 minutes. So the argument that this that there's no there's nothing to do with... It has nothing to do with mental health... So what is hereditary then? Is it just like the, the misfortune is hereditary? Is cult es- is essentially the deal the grandmother made. Oh, okay. Well, fair was enough. Hereditary. It, it went through the generations, and it said that you know this amount of people had to be sacrificed for this reason, and that um, to to end up with the youngest male in the mm. family, they would have to do X to get Y, and that that is why that they transferred. Uh, the originally intended soul for Paimon, Charlie, into the body of her brother. And uh, at that point, I kind of just sighed because it's a convoluted mess. Well, let me just tell you. So I recently watched a cinematic masterpiece for the first time in like a decade. Uh, I watched The Water Boy. (laughs) <laughs> and um, has uh, anybody else ever noticed that all those college students are like 35? I look at her all hourly because I got yeah. all them teeth. Yeah, I actually, I actually did notice I that. never noticed it. So I was watching it again and I'm like, wait, what? Well, Hold v- on. Vicky looks pretty damn I recently, too, I recently did shrooms. She, yeah, she's like, yeah. They're all, I mean, they all look too old. I recently did it. shrooms and watched uh, Return to Oz with Disco Dracula. <laughs> and uh, I had a really bad trip. Because that movie that was originally intended for children should not be ever watched by a small child. It is, <laughs> it is Disney's darkest yeah. film. And uh, and I started to have a bad trip. And uh, getting out of it, we went to the special features because we're nerds. Uh, because let's look at the 80s special features for a DVD of a sh- shitty forgotten Disney film. And uh, Fires a Bulk, who played the daughter... Or Dorothy in that movie is the hottie in Waterboy. And uh, oh. she had been acting since she was like fucking 10. She played fucking Dorothy Gale in that movie and she's fantastic. So when you said Waterboy, <laughs> I had PTSD to my bad trip while watching Return to Oz. I hope you like what I did to y'all. Isn't that the it's not the chick from the craft. Too. It is the chick from the craft. Yo, okay. So just speaking of like weird dark shit from like for Disney, <clears throat> so they're this remaking one, this one's the worst of them. Oh, it's the last one. <laughs> That's the they're last remaking one. Dumbo, right, with that Tim Burton one. Mm-hmm. 
Are they remaking Pinocchio? Because that's a fucked up movie. I want to see them. I would love to see. Because I'm telling Pinocchio. you, my favorite movie, my favorite Disney movie ever is Aladdin, and I could not give two fucks about seeing that in live action. I have no desire to see the things I liked as a kid in live action. Like I think Lion King is going to be fun. Oh, that honestly, like as soon as the they announced Beauty and the Beast, I was like, don't see this movie because they will make Lion King. I didn't see. They don't Cinderella. see it. They will make Beauty Lion the King. Beast. They will make Lion King. I didn't. And pay like the for week Jungle after, Book. they were like, we're making Lion King, and I'm like. Fuck you! I'm done. I want to see this shit. I didn't pay for Jungle Book, but when it came to Netflix, I watched it and I really enjoyed it. I heard that <laughs> so, was good. Well, so. you know, and here's the thing: is I'm sure they're going to be good, right? Because they, their source material is pretty fucking good. Um, and like yeah. the Lion King source material, really fucking good. Also, they made the Lion King a few months ago. It was called Black Panther. Um, put a couple yes, more songs did. in there, and um, you have the Lion King. Wakanda forever. <laughs> that okay. I fucking hate that line. It is the most lame, corny thing. Anytime anybody says anything forever, I'm like, oh, what are you, like a fucking tween band? Like, Shout out to episode 82, where Terry the Tickler and I actually give our first impressions after watching for Black, Black Panther. Panther <laughs> because it's completely unrelated to this show, and it is hilariously bad. Black Panther's okay. Lots of pasta forever. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. And uh, I like that you can say that after bitching about it. No, I, I liked the movie. I just thought it was okay. They've been on a tear lately, right? The last three? Hmm. Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War? Well, I liked Ragnarok. I liked... I, I really liked Infinity War, surprisingly. Same. Same. Um, it's just, you know what it is? It's the first movies. Other than Iron Man, I thought all of the first movies were kind of lame. I also loved like Incredible Hulk, but that's I like that. That's Ooh. because I'm an emo. Which one did you like? Ant Man. Oh, I liked Ant Man as well. End of Phase Two, though. But I mean, oh, okay. But I'm saying like Thor, Captain America. Uh, I I actually, it's really just those two. I'm kind of. I had a- seen all of them in theaters. I followed every single fucking one of them. Man, I was I was the fan that everyone bitches about. <laughs> well, the the one uh, I guess, I put I put. Uh, Black Panther right next to Thor and Captain America as like mediocre like I, and that's not saying like I'll bet you they're gonna make a Black Panther 2 and it's gonna be really good because Thor 2 I liked Captain America 2 I fucking loved mm-hmm. you know what I mean and Black Panther 2 it's just something about the second ones that are that I that they get all the bullshit out of the way they've established what's going on I think a Black now Panther we can just fucking 2, have a good time I think a Black Panther 2 definitely has the ability to, yeah. to be vastly improved. I was hoping Black Panther 1 would basically be Black Panther 2 because they because they kind of got they his introduced his character. The but then again, they didn't introduce like Wakanda. They you know, they had to do all None this just little stuff and establish and all they that. And they held our fucking hand the entire movie and, yeah. you, could, and you could feel it because the tight it gets it gets, the grip it gets tighter and tighter and tighter until mm. it's as fucking tight as a cat's butthole. Who's going to be the bad guy in the next one? I don't fucking care. Oh, it's uh <laughs> it's Thanos. Oh, <laughs> oh! Yeah, he, he got fucking dusted, man. Black Panther got. Oh fucking yeah, dusted. yeah. I forgot. Yeah, they're not gonna make any more of those. He got dusted. <laughs> okay, no. Okay, that's how that works. Yeah. So that's here's the question. I guess we'll never get to this story, but what do you? Th- who's dead? Who's dead at the end of Infinity War Two? Oh, a lot of people. I'm saying. I'm saying. The well, like OG Avengers, OG with the Avengers exception are of left with War Machine, and wait, 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 wait Rocket what? Raccoon. Wait. Morrison's alive. No, no, no. I'm saying who's dead at the end of. I'm saying who's alive. I'm saying the OG, Mm. the people from Avengers One, 
mm-hmm. plus War Machine, Rocket Raccoon, and Nebula. Those are the only people who survived. And that and should Okoy. be a pretty good indication Okoy, of who's going to be dead. Uh, shout out to Okoy. She's pretty much the only reason I liked Black Panther the movie. So Okoy. Who's that? Who's that? Denai Guerrero the, from, the, from Walking Dead. Michelle. Oh, I think oh yeah. Sisters. She's she's alive too. Yeah, you're. Holy pro- fuck! I did not make that connection at all. You didn't know that was Michelle. I holy shit, dude. She's the best part of Black Panther. I like I like the sister, the younger sister. Sure, he was okay. Too. I love her. I think she's great. I thought Okoy was better. Um, but that's I like when she I looked Michelle. at his feet and said, "What are those?" Yeah, that's when she, that's when you liked her. That's when you liked her. Yeah. 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 No, I actually I thought she was funny. Did he um, freeze like I like an open headlights? Yeah. She was good. Honestly, the older one, I, I her. Uh, wow! Holy fuck! I did not realize that was Michelle. Crazy how, what dreadlocks can do. Seriously, I think it's just the hair because like. Her hair is as much a part of that character as, <laughs> as like, if she if she had a sword in Black yeah. Panther, like, holy fuck. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, have that to, connection. I have to change topic okay. again because there was one other thing that I had to talk about with you guys. Yeah. We can only talk for like another eight minutes. Mm-hmm. I will only let us talk until eight more minutes. Okay. But we have to talk about the game that you guys came over to play with me like a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Things. Who so goes um, there? so after Deputy Dewey and I had uh, rewatched both of the thing movies. We looked at each other's things. How did you how did you feel about those movies? Oh, awesome. I actually really didn't even like the uh, the prequel just because it was Yeah. It was smart and inventive, but like the original it was more of the same. It was more of what you knew. You, you love that uh, that the, end that It ending. was a prequel? The next the second one? Yeah. The second one was a prequel. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it, it was a remake. It's the Norwegian base from the first movie. So when the prequel ends, it's literally the helicopter chasing the dog. Okay. I have watched really the great. thing. Do not remember anything about <laughs> it. So, um... I, I mean, I remember the premise, but that's about it. So I had been, for, for maybe a month or two now, I had been writing rules to a game, a house game, if you will, that I got from an idea from someone called Nunyan... On Reddit, I want to give him credit for at least saying the idea. All so that he he's... didn't call you a pretentious dick on Reddit. No, 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 not that guy. But you are a pretentious dick <laughs> on Reddit. Yes, well. no, in life. So <laughs> we. Uh, you did go to film school. I did go to film school and art school. Yeah. Don't forget about <laughs> my art degree. Don't forget about that. <laughs> so it's just as pretentious on the paper. Yeah, it just says pretentious. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. So. Uh, <laughs> So, W. Dewey and I had watched both of the movies, and for two or so months, I had been adapting rules to a kind of thing game. But it's more like, um, this guy basically used to play Trouble in Terrorist Town. Mm. um, That's, wow! Actually. On his college campus. He used to play that on his college campus. Or, um, and then he said him and his buddies, then when they graduated, would start to rent out, um, cabins in the boonies. Mm. And they would play it up there because they would have, you know... Uh, anywhere from 30 feet to a couple yards in between their cabins. So it would be more about going to different houses and doing different things. And then the outside aspect, instead of what I ended up adapting into a house game. Yeah. I am currently in like a six or seven bedroom house by myself. And I've been living by myself for the last year. He is a doctor, which is why disco Dracula. And I always talk about how fucking haunted this house is because there's nothing fucking in here except for me. So we record here in the basement, but I still have two floors on top of me with a lot of space. And we have a little bit of a backyard and a pretty big patio. So what I came up with rules for 
were essentially Nunyan's aspect of characters walking around a dark area and having to do generator checks, which is wasting some time to turn on some lights, and then the aspect of a, uh, a blood test where you would test certain characters under certain circumstances in order to see whether or not they drew um, the thing chip from the box at the beginning of the game. Um, essentially, the game is about survivors trying to escape in an X amount of time. They have so much time before a helicopter arrives, before they can discern whether or not who to bring on the helicopter, and essentially the thing can track people down outside and turn people uh, in between their like skill checks doing things in certain cabins. So what I did was say, we all draw... Not only um, humanity chips, like whether or not you're an alien or a human, but I also made like laminated character cards for like all of the characters from the movie and allusions to some of the characters in the prequels. Um, and then I made like rules where like people would have to go to certain rooms of my house to do certain things, to get certain things, to help you survive the five rounds, the, like, five to, um, you know, the 25 minutes it would take to win the game. Um, there are in-between round moments where people would meet up and get weapons and maybe use blood tests or maybe just argue with each other. But for the first time ever, I had pretty much everyone who's been on the podcast who lives locally came to play the game in my house for the first time after, like, months of writing this down. And, um... Both of you guys said that you had a really good time. Yeah. Awesome time. So I just wanted to talk about some of the experiences we had because uh, when I say collectible items, I mean anything from a small Nerf dart pistol to a key to a blood test to like a bloody machete to a fucking battery powered Nerf minigun. Yeah. Like we really went all out mm -hmm. on like making you know, defense for the human characters feel real, at least. So the minigun was essentially a child's flamethrower. Then everyone else had the ability to break into the armory and get guns. But most games came down to people watching each other's backs and pairing off and trying to do certain skill checks in certain rooms. Yeah. And because we were a little pressed for time, I don't think we quite finished the first two games, but we pretty much called it finished because we would know the ending. Yeah. Which was, they killed all the things. The drama was over. The drama was over. All the humans were left. And, and no one, and the, the infection never spread too far. If it was two or three people, they were found out by rounds three or four. And the game never quite ended. Like, the people never had to do the helicopter checks or the end of game we still haven't done the end of game thing. It's just the yeah. third time we played, out of the three times, Deputy Dewey started off as the alien and infected the entire group, or we killed the humans. Yeah, well, there was only one human left. There was only one, and I believe it was Tenron Otrin? Yep. Who got nerfed <laughs> at the very end. Um, and he believed us so well, Puxitani. He thought we were human. Oh, I, I turned him right at the end. Yep. I ran down. <laughs> Actually, no, you killed him. You straight up you know, just murked him. You know, there were Did so I? many. Yeah. There were only so many moments. 
<laughs> there were only so many moments where I was able to sit back and just kind of enjoy myself instead of wondering what everyone else was doing and making sure everyone else was playing correctly. Sure nobody's breaking anything in your fucking house. That's that's another thing too. But the one moment I could think of is going down the uh, the hallway, <laughs> the long hallway all the way upstairs yeah. and turning around and seeing like a huddle of people just like conspiring on the other you, side. You had the perfect horror movie stance. Like, yep. if anything could give away that you were a thing, it was that. You know what the funny thing is? At that point, I hadn't been infected. You were still human back then. I was. Oh, man. Well, freaking, what's his name? I don't know his name I on Im- the podcast. I immediately turned around and. F- where am I? That's his name on the That's podcast? His name on the where, podcast. Well, where am I was freaking out about you. Where am I was running around downstairs and I hadn't even been infected yet. I was upstairs doing the radio check, trying to call for help on the radio when um, Frounce McBoohoo sat with me the entire check. Neither of us had weapons, but he sat there the entire time and just talked to me. And the minute I left the room and went down the hallway and talked to you guys and turned around, he came back and fucking turned me. He had me alone for like a whole three minutes and didn't turn me (laughs) and then hid in that fucking room Mm -hmm. until I was done talking to you guys because you wouldn't let me come back there and get a fucking gun. No, (laughs) get away from us. I was like, I was like, are there there any guns left? Are there any fucking, hey guys, are there any guns left? And you're just like, no, stay away. And And everybody uh, walk in front of me. And you sent where am I down to me, like kind of to his death. And I was like, I swear to you, I'm not fucking infected. And then I let him buy me. And then when you guys said still no, don't come back here, I turned around and that's when fucking frowns got me. And I was so fucking mad. But then I went downstairs and everyone had gotten back down there at that point. And where am I standing in the fucking kitchen screaming his lungs out? When I come up behind him and actually make him scream, when I turn him, he physically fucking yelps. <laughs> and that causes Tenron Otrin to come out of the garage and look right at me as I'm holding on to the back. It's like I'm being caught mid-assimilation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were mid-jerk-off. I was. I was making sweet, sweet love to where am I when Tenron Otrin walked in. That was just the best part about the game, how each game was so vastly different than so the last So you know what one. I fucking did then? I went and hid in the shower in the basement waiting for someone to come back and restart the master generator switch. Because mm. I think um, I think Django Phillips had turned it off like a, a turn or two beforehand. But anyway, we had pretty much, pretty much the entire podcast group there for the game. And I just wanted to talk about it for a little bit because I thought it was a a relative success. There are things we are going to change. Yeah, first time we got to work out the kinks. Yeah, the first time we played it, it was like the first or second weekend of June, and um, and a bunch of people had some trouble with the rules and how to play and like how to handle it. And I I was just trying to get it across as fast as I could, but like it was it was tough, and a lot of the things really came down to timing, and those are just a lot of you like you don't nail that the first time. It's like trying yeah. to it's like trying to go to a dance class. It's just like you're not going to get it your first time. Dude, like rules are tough. Like you know what I mean? It's like yeah, how do you read only... something like that, or how do you, like, I mean, even if you were to put out your, your like, a comprehensive rule book, it would be, it would probably be, like, you know, six or seven pages. It is, it is eight. Eight? 
it is sitting upstairs mm. in, in the folder for the game. That would be it tough is, to it, remember it if I read it. And then I was yeah. like, let's play now. Let's do it If now. we all just sat cl- quietly and read it and it's then just said, up, let's play. It's cut, <laughs> up in, it's cut up into sections. Essentially what I do is I wrote the rule paragraphs on the back of the cards. And I wrote yeah. the character sections on the character cards. But then that still leaves five or six pages yeah. of actual <clears throat> rules on how to play and how to traverse the house because we essentially said um, people were turning on too many lights. You can only turn on lights in rooms with items. Um, we ascend, uh, we we at one point said you can't use weapons or turn anyone outside, but then it became too hard to turn anyone inside the house, so we allowed the outside option. Mm-hmm. It's um, just like there there people were surprisingly more interested in actually playing correctly than I was expecting. So it actually I, we I had thought a good it went group. pretty well. Like we had a good group. Like. Honestly, like, the only thing that really went wrong would be up to, like, minor balance changes in the way things work. You know what I mean? And that is what it is. And, like, you know, we, we never got to, like, the end where we're figuring out helicopters we're, and we're shit. We're forced to vote But we goes, also stopped where? two games before the last round yeah. where helicopters would have appeared. Like, they would have, yeah. So, like, the, like, you know what I mean? So we did get, like, we did get one round where the thing definitely won. Like one hundred percent one. It went all the way through the four rounds and turned everyone in the process, and or or killed the leftover humans, which is what yeah. I which is what I planned. And what I said was, I remember saying one thing coming out of that night, and it was how disappointed I was that we didn't have a round where everyone just tried to kill each other. Mm-hmm. I at least anticipated someone turning a gun on someone at some point. And then it becoming a kind of, we have to hunt this person down, but then they make alliances, and then guns turn on other people, and people just start killing each other. I did, I did convince somebody to kill, where am I, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> where am I? Yeah, that was round uh, two. That was uh, just, like, right off the bat, and it turned out I think I was you wrong. told Strawberry Shortcake. Yeah. No, he was no, dead. No, no, no. Strawberry Shortcake got murdered as he a thing dead. by another thing for strategy. That, oh, was that on, thing was the one that killed... That was Harold Heavy Hands. Yeah. So um, that was on me. I own that. Uh, I fucked that. I fucked him. Uh, I, f- I felt like a dick. <laughs> but like... He was human too. Yeah, he was. That's why I felt bad. Because yeah. I was like, I was so sure. So, okay, question. Does anybody know who turned on that fucking light? Which one? Or, I turned... Because I... No, I turned on that light. Somebody turned off the light. It was the kitchen light. That wasn't even like a light for waiting around. No, but it was a light so I could see what was going on. That's what, I caught two people being turned in that fucking kitchen. So I was like, I want that, that light was, on that was at me, all times. That was me and Terry the Tickler. Oh, so you guys turned it off? Yeah, I turned it off. Okay. Yeah, and because I, I swear to God, because um, I went upstairs and I came and down. turned around. It was turned off. Like it was turned and off. he was walking out. Yes. And I was like, you. <laughs> you you're <laughs> you the one. You did it. You and did that's it. all it took. You did he was, it. He was so mad. Terry was so mad that I turned him because he was defenseless and we were alone. And I just, I looked him <laughs> As right... As all good stories start. I looked him right in the eye and I just said, like, let this happen. And I lunged at him and it scared him so much. And uh, and he was like, I thought you said you can't do it from the front. And I was like, nah, what I said was it would be stupid to do it to the front, but if someone doesn't have a weapon, then they kind of just have to accept it. And you know what the shitty part is? You're a regular old man in the workplace. He was playing the pacifist character in the game, so he wouldn't even be able to hold a weapon if he had (laughs) Poor guy. I just wanted to wait until he and I were alone because we were too busy talking to you. Mm -hmm. Anyway, 
So that's so funny. <laughs> it had so many fun little interactions, and that's what it was there for. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I felt bad bitching about it the first round. I did. I, I apologized to the people I bitched at. I just I didn't feel like people were listening, and there were very simple things that were getting ruined in the process. Round two is when it picked up because mm-hmm. we lost some shitty players and we gained more interest and attitude. Well, I think everybody by that point, everybody knew what everybody was pretty solid on what was going on. And what anything was that was on. confusing, and had now been they had a on. second chance to go back and try yeah. it differently. And you know what's ironic is I got changed every fucking game. That's fine. I got turned every fucking game. Mm, interesting. Um, I was safe the first two rounds, and then yep. I was hoping I started as a thing, uh, but. When you man, you you really fucking fooled the shit out of me. I'll tell you. <laughs> the, the best part was I I got the red chip, which means you're the thing. And then uh, hey, strawberry strawberry shortcake. Yeah, strawberry shortcake was talking to me about hanging out in the beginning, and I was just like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll probably get strawberry, but then strawberry turned on me to hang out with uh, hands. Harold Heavy Hands. Harold Heavy Hands. Triple and I was H. just like, this motherfucker. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna see if I can maybe turn people on him because he just like. Totally ditched me right in the very beginning. I was like, and that's how you Harold Heavyhands has a weapon. Strawberry shortcakes. Trying let me to get tell him. you. Mm. Let me tell you, the reluctance I fucking had wash over me when first round, first time playing the fucking game, I got thing. I pulled red chip in a in a group of white chips, and I was like, at first I was like, this movie. is. At first I was like, this is poetic. I've been writing about how to play this game. There's, there shouldn't be a better person to be the thing the first time. If and it's broken, me, you'll know. And let me fucking tell you, I did a terrible fucking job. <laughs> I not once, I not once waited for a good moment alone with someone. I immediately took risks. It was almost like I wanted to be catched. I felt like a fucking serial killer. <laughs> I, um, you were barely out of earshot mm-hmm. when I jumped on Terry the Tickler. Yep. And then I had turned around and at one point I got Tenron Otrin alone and I turned him. I think I did wait another round to kill you though. I entered the I entered the base. I was like, who are you? Just <laughs> kind of questioning <laughs> everything and, and you were like... Because I was like I, I just needed confirmation from other people to be like, hey can we just like just so you know I'm doing this uh, I'm, I'm like 99% sure that playing, I saw... You were playing Gary, and I was playing yeah. um, <laughs> Kurt Russell. Oh. <laughs> His character in the thing, um, McCready. Mm-hmm. I was playing McCready, and you were playing Gary, which meant we were the leaders. Yeah, yeah. And we had to be alone sometimes. And when that, um, <laughs> and when that round came, yeah. came to a head, maybe like two rounds later... I just entered, I had turned Tenron Otrin and said, you go that way, I'll go to the base. The minute I opened the fucking door, you shot me. You were playing the sheriff, you had a gun the entire game, I hadn't had been able to get one. Well, I think I was like I was like a round away from losing the gun. Too. Let me tell you, when you're a thing, you don't have time to really get items or weapons, and if you do, I guess it would have helped me blend in a little bit more, but I was too preoccupied with mm-hmm. trying to find, trying to follow anyone, but no one fucking trusted me. Well, that last round, I was actually, I was glad when I got turned into Thing, because I wanted to be the Thing, at least for one round, mm-hmm. and when I went and got the, the super test, the super blood test, I was like, this is it. This is this is the end of the game. You're going to end the game. Well, and and um, because like I can test everybody who I kn- who I'm fairly certain we haven't turned yet, or nobody has turned yet. 
or like guarantee who is and there is fucking shoot them. and then just whoever's left just bam you are you're either you're the thing well because there was enough people who were the thing already yep. that like I'm like the last there was what's his face you know including myself we had four after the first round but it's that kind of situation where had roles just been reversed a little bit yeah that last game if Tenron had been playing Childs what an entertaining fucking yeah. end we could have had for sure him with the minigun in a room full of fucking things. That's the kind of experience I yeah. wanted to I wanted to get <laughs> from playing good. the game. But we kind of just we had a lot of, you know, haphazard little things happening. But I'm really glad that you guys had a uh, a fun time. Yeah, that was a lot was, of fun. Because it was really random and I didn't think it was gonna work, not really. If anything, I was just looking for something to do that would be fun and, you know, wouldn't deal with sitting on a couch looking at a TV for yeah. hours. Also, we it's should like a play hunt role playing game. It was a it was LARP. It was, it was yeah, what I would what consider a LARP because it's a it's kind of like betrayal, the board game betrayal, but it we're talks. physically walking yeah. around the house and you do video game like skill checks. Yeah. And weapon retrievals. It was totally Trouble and Terror's Town with items. It was. That was like it one hundred percent was. It's like, it, but there's more roles, so kind of like I said like that. Salem. I said that yeah. when we played it. When when we were when we were said and done, and there were like five or six people, including you guys, mm-hmm. left over to talk about it for a little bit. I like fully accepted, like, you know, it was it was essentially trouble in terrorist town. Had a yeah. baby, had a baby with betrayal. You had um, certain items you could get, and certain roles you can have. And that's the only true difference between Trouble in Terrorist yeah. Town and Betrayal. Is Betrayal, your character kind of inhibits your actions. I and that's, love... And that's, and that's one thing I took, is that certain characters have certain loadouts in the beginning, and that's just... It, it changes how everyone is going to play the game from this point forward. I love, like, the concept of asymmetric games, you know? Things that, like, I have... I've So far, I've, like, we were talking about... Friday the 13th, yep. and I was talking about Evolve. Games that I think work more in concept. You know what I mean? Oh well, and like, good guys. But like, as as like board games and like live games, they just straight up work. Like, there's something about like, it's like, it's like playing like online poker versus like poker with your friends. It's like if you if you want to poker with your friends or you want to poker online. That gave me a, like, you just talking. It's like, it's a different game. You know what I mean? Absolutely, because it's a different experience. You see your friends' faces. I made a Jason costume, which is what the machete was for, and that just gave me the idea, like, (laughs) we would be able to play, like, a live-action version of the Friday the 13th But I think that the reason... we, like, went up to Oh, you got a fast travel, dude. That's what I mean. (laughs) Poconos. Oh. Well, because, like, the reason why it worked that... I think the reason why... Something like, I mean, I guess Trouble in Terrace Town could also work live action, like you were saying, that guy on Reddit. But, like, in order to make Friday the 13th work, they had to make uh, the unspoken abilities of Jason real. Like, you know what I mean? They had to give you, like, you know, he's always walking, but somehow he's always in front of you. Like, he like he does all these things, and they have to, like, create that in, like, as a game mechanic that makes sense. Even though, like, if if in a movie you ever saw Jason, like, it would like chasing a, you as a smoke ghost, would have to be that would be really check. stupid. Yeah. But like in a in the movie, it creates tension because you're like, 
it's it's completely abstracted. You know what I mean? It's like this is just a fucking killing monster. Yeah, yeah. In like a yeah. game, there would have to be a different way. Like everybody can walk, but you have to be wearing these shackles <laughs> <laughs> at all times. No, I would I would say something and then more Jason along the lines. Infrared goggles. <laughs> I would almost put it more along the lines. Just, just follow me. This mm-hmm. is going to sound ridiculous, but something along the lines of manhunt hide and go seek. But the one guy doing the manhunting has things he could do to the people he is chasing. Mm. And they have to react accordingly. And the only way to defend themselves is through almost a rock, paper, scissors check. Yeah, I, they, I, have to, yeah. they have a one in three chance of okay. avoiding, avoiding his <laughs> wrath yeah. and getting more time to run... Because he's just like this pyramid head looking motherfucker. That would be the only way to play it. You know what I just thought of? A reboot of Friday the 13th where a bunch of (laughs) college students are Are playing. They're LARPing a fucking game game of Friday the 13th in the woods. And then their friends are just like, hey, where's Jimmy? Like, where's that whore? And then they just go over and she's like dead in a fucking sleeping bag. Like, what? <laughs> They're like looking at Jason. Yeah. Like, what an awesome costume. <laughs> be it s- looks just like Jason Vort. <laughs> it's like, that would be like, like one quarter scary movie and like three quarters of Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. <laughs> that would be yeah. so fucking yeah. dumb. And we'll never God. get that. No, but I would love that. But I would love it. That sounds so good. You know, the last time they tried making the movie, they wanted to do um, a handy cam kind of kids out in the woods thing. Oh, actually, you know what? You said handy cam, now I'm out. But that's exactly how that would have to be set up. Uh, I don't like that movie anymore. I think it's a bad LARPing movie. in the woods would, ap- would absolutely have to be handy cam in the woods. <laughs> See, I like Blair Witch, so I'm okay with handy cam. No, I mean, Blair Witch is fine. I just hate everything else. Okay. Well, the that, only other okay. I most compare it to Blair Witch. People would uh, yeah. probably think of Cloverfield, but I think that I fucking hate scale. Cloverfield. Intimate scale. That's where you're off. I like Chronicle. Intimate scale. I think Chronicle's okay. The scope is small. Quarantine. The scope is small. I never watched Quarantine. Watch the originals. Watch Wreck. Wreck one okay. through four. Really good. Really good. Spanish. Overall, I, I don't like the found footage stuff. That's okay. It upsets me. But that was makes the, me um, sad. Someone someone heard about that and then made a I think thirty minute fan film of um, of that exact concept and it's a guy who hmm. was doing like the Appalachian Trail hike and he uh, ended up in Jersey and he ended up you know at abandoned cabins and decided to stay there one night and next thing you know he's being followed by some you know un- unruly characters and he finds himself face-to-face with some of the people from uh, the original series. It was a really great, hmm. really great fan film. And thinking of that as a movie, I was okay with that. But if it were funny, I would like that as well. For some reason, when you said the original series, I was thinking Star Trek. Um, the original series like instead Captain of Next Kirk, Generation. Uh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> being followed by William Shatner. It's being followed by <laughs> Yeah, rip Leonard Nimoy. That's Mike Myers. William Shatner's molt on his face. <laughs> he yeah. is. That's incredible. That's a, that's a fun fact. Is it is actually an unused? Like... It's an unused mask molding of William Shatner's face from Star Trek. That's amazing. Yeah, they just attached a gross brown wig to it. That's really good. Yeah. The uh... painted it white. <laughs> that's awesome. 
It's Mike Myers. Well, and Shatner's all right. He's no Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shatner's all right. All right, so we got a. We've all been right. talking for a long time. I'm sure he's a dick. But we got a short story. We're just going to get into it. The reason I picked this short story is because you guys kind of like bullshit. Mm. You like to bullshit That's and you like bullshit. Well, to put it bluntly, the story's about shit. Literal bullshit. Wow. Oh. This story is literally about feces. <clears throat> it's about shit. Nice, nice. At least it's in the title. So I hope it's about shit. You know, the funny thing is, I, I shit at work today, and I was really going through a weird thing where this guy also came in the stall, and he was just making all these grunting noises. And I was just like, I, could, I can't handle this at work. At home, mm. you know, you're, you're used to just going, oh, yeah, and like when you got a big one. But when you're at work, <laughs> just having a person breathe very heavily and next grunt you, like right next to you is yeah. just so violating. I'll tell you what, it doesn't even have I was to be... violated. It doesn't even have to be like a loud grunt. If you're ever in like a public bathroom and you just hear somebody going, <clears throat> I'm like, that's all it takes for me to be like, this this makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Even the breathing <laughs> though just made me feel weird. Like, did this guy just like charge up the stairs to take a shit? There's a Probably. bathroom on every floor. Dude, Probably. let me just tell you, I like to eat me some shitty food. Sure. However, there is almost never a point where I'm like fucking grunting or like really struggling that hard sure. that I feel the need to actively make a noise. Mm-hmm. So when somebody goes into like a public restroom and they're like, <sighs> see, I don't physically make noises. Oh, my asshole oh. just does. Yeah, hey, that's fine. No, but that's fine. You can't control that. I'm That's what you're there to, to do. You're there to do that. You know what I mean? Hey, no shame. You know what I mean? That you're, that's what you're there to you do. You don't think people should physically be making noises? No, you know what you're not there to do is can. to be making voluntary noises. Your yes. involuntary noises. Unacceptable. <laughs> inv- no, involuntary is fine. You know what I mean? You can't help what your ass does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you know that, I mean? <sighs> yeah. that relief. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why? Why are you doing this? Yeah. Oh shit! I have to get the title now. I have to. I have to read what we're reading. The scariest shit I've ever taken or seen. You'll get it once you read it. Pun intended. Oh, uh, now Jesus. all the Reddit shit talk makes sense. <laughs> Does it though? No. <laughs> It was the horror subreddit. Anyway, the story is cut into four parts. I will start. It's a pretty short, it's a 20-pager. We should be able to get through it. Okay, so the events I'm about to share with you literally happened like last night, and I'm still fucking shaking. Mm. I'm not here to tell a story. Joke's on you. It's like 30 fucking pages. (laughs) I'm here to get insight from all you guys that are into fucked up stuff like this. I do enjoy fucked up stuff. I don't want to hear, dude, your writing is terrible, because I just don't fucking care at this point. I just want someone to say it'll all be alright. I want help. Fair warning. I say fuck a lot. What a cool dude. Mm. How do you feel about this story so far? Uh, guy seems all right. Uh, you know, the first, immediately, <laughs> immediately, let me just point this out. All right. It seems like we're kind of deflecting any sense of, uh, of uh, like, criticism. Like, we're not, we're, we're just immediately saying, do not criticize me because this happened my with writing our is last terrible. This happened with read. Anytime you write, like, I mean, I know this is done for dramatic effect because this is, like, you know, people, like, exaggerating to say, like, I, I'm so panicked right now, so if I spell things wrong, it's not because I'm stupid or can't use spell check. It's because, like, no, I'm just scared. Like, I, you, you, give that dis- you give that disclaimer up front because you're not a professional writer. Gimmick. That's fine, yeah. And sure. it's, just, it's, it's, it's the found footage 
of Reddit stories. <laughs> you're so fucking right. It's the found footage. The line, I don't want to hear, dude, your writing is terrible because I just don't fucking care at this point, is the beginning of every angsty teenager's long status. I know this because yeah. I have many long statuses of my angsty teenage yeah. self. Look, I don't want anybody to tell me that the status is written wrong because I just don't fucking care at this point. What I'm trying to say is that Texas Roadhouse really screwed me. That's <laughs> French fries. <laughs> That sounds exactly like something Duffy knew would write. <laughs> Always about Texas Roadhouse with you. It is. It is. It's a, now it's that a we've course. cleared that up, here's a little background on me. I'm your average, hardworking, blue-collar, all-American guy. From Texas Roadhouse. I work nights in Texas, <laughs> but I live in Louisiana. Because that makes sense. And, even, and every evening, I make an hour-long drive to get to my job. And on this little drive, I'll stop to get a Red Bull and a pack of Camel Blue shorts to help me get through the night. Always stop at the same gas station. Always pay the same amount, thirteen thirty-five. Hell, the old lady behind the cash register knows my name at this point. The one thing I never stop for, though, is to use the bathroom. But this time, I did. He spends a lot of money every day on that. Everything was normal. I walked in, nodded hello to Pam, old cash register lady, and walked Thanks. to the back cooler to grab my Red Bull. It was at this point at the Taco Bell that I had for dinner, smell the bell, had mm. decided to make its appearance and began to bang its war drums against my stomach. <laughs> Fuck you, Taco Bell. I instantly headed towards the bathroom, gripping my stomach in agony. Mm. I needed to purge myself of this unholy entity quickly before it destroyed my favorite pair of work jeans. Mm. That's how I felt after Hereditary. With lightning quick speed, I locked myself in the first stall I could reach and pulled my pants down and sat on the toilet. With a sigh of relief, I began to release my bowels. <sighs> Holy mother of God, it felt amazing. As I sat there, I began scrolling through Reddit, no sleep, on my phone, which has become a daily ritual for me. About a minute went by and I heard the bathroom door open and someone shuffle in. Now, this would be completely normal, and itself had the unidentified person not walk directly to the stall I was in and just stand there. I waited for a knock so I could give the awkward occupado that I usually do when this happens. It was then that I noticed the person's feet. I could tell that it was a woman by the size and shape, and that they were wearing women's sandals. That's racist. Little green, assuming their gender. <laughs> little green <laughs> ones. Which is somewhat racist. <laughs> little green ones with pink flowers painted on the thongs. But their feet were dirty as fuck. Like, haven't showered in a month dirty. I just figured some drunk girl accidentally stumbled into the men's room. Uh, hello? I said in the most casual way one can while sitting on a toilet. After a second, I started hearing whispering behind the door like she was talking to herself. I just couldn't make out what she was saying. Okay, so now it was a little weird, but I just wrote it off as the bitch was just some homeless crazy person. Someone's in here, I said, slightly annoyed at whoever this was that was bothering me while I was trying to take care of business. Taking care of business. Then I heard two knocks. Very slow and very deliberate. Yeah, hey, <clears throat> occupied. Two more knocks. This is starting to piss me off. Look, lady, I was cut short by a loud bang that shook the whole stall. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> no, you want to bang, bang, bang. <laughs> no, bang, bang, bang for you. It's like she was hitting the door with the fucking sledgehammer. Over and over again. Bang, bang, bang. 
and she's still just whispering away, having her own little conversation as she's battering rams because Thor Saldor repeatedly. At this point, I was a mix of really fucking pissed and pretty fucking freaked out. What the fuck is your problem? I yelled, kicking the door back. The banging continued, but now it was accompanied by a wet smacking sound. Can you guys do that with your mouth where you do? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Punxsutawney Trill. That's what, That's what I'm here for. That's what you're here for. I'm the Foley guy. <laughs> and then she spoke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you pointed to him. <laughs> Let, Let us, us in. in. Her voice sounded almost childlike, which just added to the creepy factor. Bang, bang, bang. Let, Let us, us in. in. Let, Let us, us in. in. The banging and wet smacking sound got so loud I had to cover my ears. Leave me the fuck alone, you crazy bitch. <laughs> and then almost instantly she stopped. Hmm. All right, sorry, fine. I'll go away. I'll tell what you had to say. <laughs> I watched her feet as she backed away. How'd that guy away. know my name? <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> as she backed away from the door and right into the bathroom wall. She slid down the wall until she sat facing my stall. I waited for five minutes for something else to happen, but when nothing did, I stood up, pulled my pants, and reached hesitantly for the lock. My hands were shaking, my heart was pounding in my ears. I didn't really think about what I would do once I opened the door, but if I didn't get out of there, I'd never make it to work on time, and I doubted some old crazy woman wouldn't let me shit in peace excuse would get me much sympathy from the boss man, so I went for it. Very slowly, I opened it. I let it swing all the way open to get a good look at this chick. I want to remember what she looks like before I book it out of there. And there she is. Sitting there, staring up at me and smiling this big, fucked up horror film smile. She's got blood just dripping down her face from her forehead. I pull the stall door around and see blood spatter. This crazy fuck was bashing her crazy fuck head into the fucking door until she fucking bled. I was surprised she was even still conscious. What the hell is wrong with you, lady? Was the most intelligent question I could muster. She just stared. She must have been on drugs or something. I felt bad for her. I inched my way to the sink to grab paper towels to help her stop the bleeding of her nose and forehead. And her head never turned, but her eyes followed me the whole time. And that creepy fucking smile never left her lips. Your first mistake. I grabbed the you don't towels. Help people. <laughs> she sounds happy. <laughs> you don't help people. I grabbed the towels and squatted down so I was on eye level with her. My face and hers were about two feet apart as I dabbed her forehead with a paper towel. She was actually pretty cute. If you could get over the bloody, creepy, smiling, and wide-eyed stare. I could get over it. <laughs> Maybe 22 <laughs> years old. <laughs> Black hair. Oh, 22-year-olds are like that. Petite. Such a age thing. But then I noticed her eyes. Like, really noticed them? She was staring right at me, but it's like she wasn't even there. Like, she was empty. It made me shiver a bit. It sounds like this guy just met the perfect woman. Yeah, right? Um, if she's, she's like, not really there. If I mean, she's if she empty, already then you fill her up. If she, already, she? <laughs> if she already comes pre-beaten, like... Somebody's already set her straight? Yeah. All the work is done. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I am an officer of the law. <laughs> I continued trying to clean her up, and finally she spoke again with that same little kid voice. Why didn't you let us in? At this point, she couldn't really startle me anymore, so I nonchalantly said, well, I wasn't expecting company, so I didn't have time to clean the place up. In the most sarcastic way I could. 
Nothing. Not even a giggle. She just kept up the creepy possessed act. I just want to point out, this is how I know this story's not real. That guy's not that clever. Mm. Um, he did not, he did not respond like that, that, like, oh, I didn't clean the place up. After he just got done pooping and there's a girl covered in There's blood. only one person that can do that, and it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, <laughs> I was he just... would, Ryan Reynolds also would have helped her. Excuse me, his <laughs> name is Deadpool. Uh, I was just about done helping her and going to stand when she said, Will you let us in now? And before I could reply, I see movement to my left and I jump up just in time as a box cutter blade slashes through the air and instead of hitting my throat, makes contact with my wrist. I start splurting blood instantly. I'm standing there holding my wrist and gritting my teeth and she's still sitting there. Only now she's holding up this box cutter smiling at me like she did me a favor. What the fuck? I screamed as I tried to stop the bleeding, but I instantaneously forgot about any damage I'd taken after what happened next. This girl. This fucking girl starts running the box cutter down her face. I don't mean just skimming over it either. I mean she was digging it as far into her fucking skin as it would go, then dragging it down her face. Over and over again, and she was just giggling about it. The cuts kept coming, the blood kept flowing, and the sound... Oh god, the sound it made. I gagged just thinking about it, like a knife through a very raw steak. Ah, symbolism. <laughs> I just stood there, watching in horror, as she mutilated her face with the blade. <clears throat> I couldn't do anything. I felt sick. She just stared at me with those blank eyes and giggled some more. Fuck! There was so much blood and more came as she sliced through her eyelids and a white, red liquid oozed from the socket. She cut through her lips until they hung by nothing but a strand of meat. And when the lips were gone, she started on her gums and tongue, just slicing and slicing. God, the sound. I <laughs> couldn't watch anymore. I turned away and began slowly making I said she's just shaking her head around. <laughs> yeah, don't forget the giggling. I turned away and began slowly making my way to the door. I had to get out of there. Wait! I heard her mutter behind me. Please, God, help me, please! There was pain in her voice, so much pain. And it was her voice, not the childish tone she had before I looked to her. She was on her hands and knees, vomiting uncontrollably. In between wretches, she looked at me with begging eyes. Her eyes... I started to cry and sob like a fucking baby. I fell to my knees. How? I cried. Tell me how. I'll do anything. Just tell me how. I held my face and cried into my bloody hands. This was so fucked up. This was so fucked up. Tell me how, I whispered, sniffling. Let us in. That childish voice. I looked up and she stood over me, her face like bloody shredded meat. One blank eye looked down at me as I kneeled there, shaking from terror. Let us in, she said with a smile as she raised the blade to her throat and sliced from side to side three times, spewing her blood all over me, and then she collapsed in a bloody heap. She was seizing, convulsing, dying, but she was still fucking smiling. Then I ran. Covered in blood, I ran out of the store to my car, and I drove home. As you do. 120 miles an hour the whole way. Hey, look. You know what? If, you, if there's some if there's some spelling errors here, I just don't give a I don't fuck right now. Care. I don't fucking care. When I got home, I locked myself in the bathroom and sat in the shower, crying as scalding hot water washed away the blood. So much blood. 
That was 14 hours ago. My boss called me a hundred times, but fuck him. He didn't see it. He didn't see the smile. He didn't hear the childish voice demanding, Let me in. Must it's be. like Sabrina from Pokemon. Play with me. Must be an important Play dude for with a hundred times getting called. Play with me. And how did this woman still speak after slicing her tongue? How do There's a lot. There's a lot of questions I have. And I don't quite know if I'm excited for how this is going to continue. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I, my first instinct is, uh, as soon as I open the door from pooping, and I see that there's like a lady on the floor, I walk the fuck. I'm out not of washing there. my hands or nothing. I'm getting out. I'm with going outside. You're going out with your poo hands. Yeah, with my poo hands, and I'm probably going to smoke a cigarette with my poo hands if I'm this guy. Just stand outside, and, and I'll, at first I'm going to go, "Hey, lady, there's um." There's a chick in there with a box cutter, and she's cutting into her head. Uh, goodbye. I'll see you tomorrow for my 1335 and cigarettes. She, she wants you to let you in. Oh, yeah. Let us in. Actually, you know what? Hey, lady, uh, don't go in there. Call the cops. I got to go to work. He could have made it to work. He could have made it to work. All he had to do was do what every self-respecting American man does, at least. Not wash your poo hands. Don't wash your poo hands and uh, don't help anybody. <laughs> because even when you do, you still get sued. Uh, so. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because you know what? You lean down and you say something charming and they call you up for sexual harassment. Look, I mean, look what happened to Mr. Incredible. <laughs> he saved that guy jumping out of a skyscraper. You did not save my life. You ruined my death. <laughs> yeah. He didn't ask to be saved. He didn't want to be saved. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. Anyway, who wants to read part two? I'll read it. I'll go. All right. Oh, here's a a wonderful note from Chris here. Um, (laughs) Thank you for all the positivity and support, guys and girls. I truly appreciate it. I hope it can continue to keep you all updated. God bless, Chris. Now, first of all, I just want to point out here, um, I'm deeply offended by the notion (laughs) that, um, you know, God bless... Uh, and I know that God is the first word in the, in the last sentence, but I don't like this capitalized. It offends me. Sure. Um, as a as a very very serious and like I'm, I'm very very intellectual and atheist. Um, Good. I have a neck beard, and uh, and you know I'm black, so nobody can no, nobody can uh, complain about the things I say. So I just want to point that out. I just uh, please don't do that. Also, he doesn't. Uh, all right. <clears throat> it's early, still dark outside. The thick human air weighs heavy on me. Sweat trickles down my back <laughs> and mixes with the morning dew. Already, he's gotten a little bit. Yeah, and now himself. he's a. This is he's just said the tone here. Now he's here. a poet. Mm, yes. Uh, well, he got all that positive feedback. Now he doesn't have to tell you. Look, if I spell things wrong, it's not because I'm retarded. I was just excited. <laughs> God bless. God bless. It's not because I just got done writing the screenplay for Hereditary. <laughs> The rest of the world is slowly waking up as I lay here in this poor family's backyard. God forgive me for what I've done. Alright, so... That's cool. Illusion. We're getting... This is a little different. I haven't slept since the incident. Oh, okay. I couldn't sleep. Every time I tried closing my eyes, I would see her face. Hear her begging for help. Those pleading eyes piercing, (laughs) piercing through all that I am. What does she want? Someone to comfort her in her final moments of savior? I'm no fucking hero. <laughs> how was I supposed to know she would... Uh, how was I supposed to know she would kill herself? Fuck, man. 
I'm, I'm disgusted with myself. I should have done something. Maybe if I had grabbed the blade, she'd still be alive in a, in a hospital recovering from uh, whatever was affecting her. Surrounded by her family who loved and cared about her, thanking God. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, this guy. And the, even the T's capitalized. What's going on here? <laughs> Thank, capital thanking God. Capital. capital. <laughs> that she was safe. Capital. Not capitalized. Damn and now it. she's dead. And I can't help but feel responsible. You know what? He just doesn't care, man. He just, you know what? I just don't fucking, I just don't care. fucking care anymore. Uh, <laughs> like Phil Collins, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not sure how long I've been out here. <clears throat> I just know the moon is uh, is now on the opposite side of the sky from where it had first appeared. Daybreak was coming. I lit my hundred signal. That's a lot of. That's a big pack of cigarettes. I like but, that. I like that you imply that he had been counting this entire time. Yeah, one, one. To <laughs> focus on something because he was very distracted 35. from the thought of this woman cutting up her face. Yeah. Um, I lit my hundredth cigarette and inhaled deeply as I contemplated the events of the day before, as the uh, as the sun crept its way over the tree line. A new day was coming, but was I ready for what came with it? I had gone to see my doctor, as as was suggested to me. She's been my doctor my entire life, and I tell her everything. <clears throat> but I decided to keep the details of the incident to myself. Instead, I gave her some bullshit story about me and another guy getting into an accident at work, resulting in me cutting, uh, getting cut, and my fellow employee bleeding on me. <clears throat> she responded with, Well, we'll do a basic screening for any blood-related diseases you may have contracted, and that cut is going to need stitches. After she, after she takes the blood, or my blood, and tells me the results will be ready tomorrow, a nurse stitches me up and I'm out of there. I didn't feel like being around people, plus I had other business to attend to, so I had to go back. Oh, God. I, I had to go back to the gas station. I needed to find out what happened. At this point, the cops had already probably taken this guy into, into custody. Well, here's the thing. It's the only fucking... Do you think he's going to get there and there's just going to be nothing there? Like she's, like, that would be happened? fun. I think, I think that's... Guys, because I think you're right, because the... This guy's there every day. He was just pooping in there. The lady knows him. If something was going down, she would be like, well, there's that nice boy, Jimmy. He came, or Chris, came in here and buys hundreds of cigarettes for $13. And then he leaves. He, yesterday, Red he, he first time he's ever pooped here, he said he had a hankering for Taco Bell the day before. Next thing you know, he came out covered, covered in blood, blood just, just like anyone open. else who would have had Taco Bell. <laughs> I figured he just had, had the cheesy gordita that's crunch. What we, that's what we call smelling the bell, baby. That's what that naked wild chicken chalupa ends up doing to you. Have you had one of those Doritos Locos tacos? You look like you just they left made the, the crime <laughs> they made the new fire version of those, and let me oh, tell you, God. it makes your butthole lunch on fire. Oh, that's he looked like sure. he was on fire. <laughs> oh, that boy, Chris, I'll tell you. This is Louisiana. <laughs> God bless. Yeah, God bless. He's he's pooping all day. Uh, before I headed <laughs> before I headed that way, I decided I should probably alter my. <laughs> oh God. Uh, my, I'm just get, I'm assume in my mind he's in blackface. <laughs> uh, I should probably alter my appearance a bit. I didn't want to show up and get hauled off by the cops as soon as I got there, so I stopped at my house, uh, grabbed my makeup and blackened my face. Uh, no, no, I grabbed my handy dandy, about to return to the scene of the crime and don't want to be identified. Electric hair trimmers. Oh Jesus! So he shaves his head. I stand in Great. front of the mirror. Nobody. It's the opposite of being black. Yeah. <laughs> White. Yeah, no, he just said white. You gotta get rid of them corn rolls. No, yeah, he's like shaving his corn rolls. I guess we don't know. If, I don't know if he's black or we white. Don't, we don't know. I mean, there's a lot of black Chris's in the world. Sure. God bless. God bless. Uh, capital, God. capital, thank, <laughs> that was thank God. 
He lives in Louisiana, too. Mm, sure. Uh, I stand in front of the mirror and glance at myself as I plug pl- oh, plug the hair trimmers in. I thought he was plugging his hair in. <laughs> plug the hair trimmers in. Fuck, I look terrible. That would be I, different mother. Not he's black, though, right? <laughs> That's true. Kind of. Uh, I had dark circles under my eyes, and my eyes themselves were bloodshot from lack of sleep. I ran my fingers through my hair and sighed. Unfortunately, if I wanted to look uh, any different, I had to shave it all off. Well, here goes nothing. <clears throat> I mumbled to myself as I cut the first strip of hair. This process lasted about ten minutes, and upon finishing, I set the trimmers down and took a good look at my reflection. Oh, it was bad. So fucking bad. I looked like a fucking sleep-deprived skinhead. Okay, so he's white. He's white. There was only one way. <laughs> There's only one way to make myself feel better, which involved get, me get making stupid faces. Get the Nazi tattoo. He's yeah, that's the only way you can feel better about that. <laughs> For me making stupid faces go on my reflection, repeating. Go and get a bunch of those torches. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make a trip to Walmart. Uh, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd, to- I'd totally fuck me. Oh, yeah, Buffalo Bill. Oh, you did the Buffalo Bill. <laughs> That's relevant. This went on for about two... M- what? What are you doing, man? This one went on for about two minutes, which is uh, abnormally and significantly too long. Yes. Until I thought... Uh, until I thought I saw my reflection smirk at me. And my dick. Fucking smirk. I love when my dick smirks at me. Mostly my dick. Uh, I jumped back and instantly started shaking my head. I was so tired that I was hallucinating. Fuck you, reflection, I said as I walked out of the bathroom to get dressed. A little while later, I was finally in my car and headed to Texas. It was time to get to the bottom of things. Mm -hmm. When I was about 20 minutes from the gas station, I got a call from my sister. I pick up my phone and her voice screams into my ear, Hey, you fucking fuck. How the fuck are you? I I went back. runs in the family. I went back for my phone, it is and my ears are ringing. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> I yell into my phone jokingly. Jeez, Chris, watch your fucking language, she replies with a slight laugh in her voice. Can a girl just call her big brother and catch up? She added with a mock sadness in her tone. No, <laughs> she can't. This I is responded like you with and a smile. Yeah, I'm going to match. My sister says fuck a lot less than this. Now, what do you want? Uh, she let out a, uh, a long sigh. Uh, fine. I went to see Dr. Anderson today, and guess who I saw walking out as I'm in the parking lot, or as I'm parking, as I'm somewhere related to a park in. Yes. She paused for a second. You, you fucking idiot. I hogged my horn like 20 times, and you just went and kept walking. Douche. I must have been more out of it than I thought to not have noticed her. Sorry, I've got a lot on my mind. She must have been playing with her dog, because it kept barking over the phone. <clears throat> Yeah, what happened to you? I mean, you looked like freeze-dried dog shit. That's pretty good. She said, uh, she seemed to stop what she was doing and waited for my response. I thought about it and decided to tell her. She's my sister, so I can tell her anything. I go over the incident with her, sparring the, uh, sparring the overly gruesome details. And uh, once I'm done, I take a deep breath and wait for her to say, or wait for her to speak. I wait for her to say fuck. Yeah. I wait for her to speak. Fuck is the only thing she says. As you can see, we're both pretty articulate speakers, and uh, after another long pause, uh, she asks me in a very surprised, or very serious tone, "Chris, are you using again?" Oh man! This took me by surprise. I had a bit of a heroin problem. Heroin. <laughs> I had a bit of a heroin problem he was in really high school. Into, like muscular. <laughs> <things>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's really into muscular chicks. He's been playing too many anime fighting games. He's played a lot of Soul Calibur and Tekken. <laughs> yeah. He's really into hey, Capcom. I've got a heroin problem too. Yeah. Uh, what SNK heroines, you know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> um, Masturbation notion <laughs> But after almost dying, I never touched the stuff again. It's a sensitive subject to my family, and we never brought it up after I got clean. So for her to ask was uh, almost insulting. Dude, fuck you. No, I'm not using it again, I replied, slightly angered by her question. You think I'm making this up? Another long pause filled the air. I could almost see her on the phone, thinking very carefully about what she was going to say next. No, it's, it's just that, I don't know, she was searching for something to say. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to sound accusing. My phone cut out in the middle of a sentence. <clears throat> Hello? I asked. Hey, sorry, I think I hit a bad spot. I'm driving. The line was quiet. <clears throat> You're a fucking joke, she finally said. I turned and looked at my phone, confused. Uh, what? Was all I could come back with? You heard me. You're a fucking joke. Oh, boo-hoo. A pathetic little fucking chunky has a hallucination and gets all upset about it. I couldn't stop myself from getting pissed. Hey, fuck you, Sandra. Fucking Sandra. Classic Sandra. I said quietly. Classic Sandra. <laughs> there was another moment of deafening silence between us. And then she just starts yelling into the phone at me. You make me sick. You're a fucking excuse for a man. Oh, I'm so proud. My brother, the fucking junkie. What is it, Chris? Chris? I can't get around much of a f how much uh, how much of a fuck up you are without shooting that shit into your arm. As she's speaking, I hear a slight giggle in her voice. Did she think this was fucking funny? Why don't you just why don't Jesus? Why don't you just kill yourself, Chris? Huh? Fucking pathetic. You hear me? You are fucking pathetic. I slammed my phone on the steering wheel. <clears throat> over and over again. Little pieces of plastic and glass bounced around the car, or bounced around the inside of the car, and the phone was destroyed. But I kept beating the fuck out of it. Sounds like something else I did yeah, recently, you know what I mean? Beating yeah. meat. Yeah, tenderizing my steak. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I only really do it with box cutters. <laughs> Cutting your face off. My teeth were gritted and my blood was boiling. I had never been so angry. Finally, I dropped my phone and looked at my hand. I was bleeding badly. Tiny shards of bloody glass were sticking out of my palm. I was too pissed to feel pain. I wiped my hand on, the, on my jeans. Fuck you, Sandra, I whispered. And I just kept driving. A short while later, I, I arrived at the gas station at, uh, where the incident had taken place. Still fuming from me and Sandra's conversation. I parked the car. Uh, the place looked dead, as usual. I expected cops and reporters everywhere with yellow tape covering every inch of free space. Instead, I was greeted by complete and utter normalcy. What the fuck? I get out of my car and walk inside, keeping my head down the whole time. Instead of going to the register, I head towards the bathroom. When I reach the door, I brace myself, take two deep breaths, and grab the handle. I had to be ready for whatever the fuck was in there. Finally, I pull open the door, inch by inch, keeping one eye closed and one barely open. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, I said to myself. It's okay, you're fine. Don't be a fucking pussy. Just open the door and look inside. With one more deep breath, I shove through the door and find nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing. 
There's no fucking body. There's no fucking blood. There's just nothing. I inspect the entire bathroom on my hands and knees. <clears throat> oh, God, boy. That's not, yeah, that's that's not good. Okay, let's not go that far, yeah. right? All right, you're just You could just look. In now, now you're a savage. Yeah. Nope. Now you're disgusting. Now you're that's definitely worse than delayed. This guy's on heroin. He does hair. This guy does heroin. I inspect the entire bathroom on my hands and knees. Just like back in the day. It's the 70s, man. And not a single trace of any fucking thing. I'm going crazy is the, uh, is the only thought I could form. I look at my wrist, and I'm sure there's still a cut there, so it had to be real. But where's the fucking body? I hear someone open the door and walk in, and I instantly bolt up. Some trucker-looking guy just staring at me while I'm, sh- I'm silently shitting myself. After a few seconds, he starts wa- he starts, uh, he starts walking to a urinal and unzips his pants, giving me a, this guy better not, <laughs> this guy better not come near me look. <clears throat> while trying to seem casual. I feel my pulse slowly start to settle. So is he still on his hands and knees? That's the question. Probably. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, I croaked. Feeling like a total fucking tool. He just nods and goes back to taking a piss. I can't get out there. I can't, <laughs> can't get out of there fast enough. I just start... Uh, I start walking out of the store. My mind racing. And from the register I hear... Crash! I jumped ten feet into the air and turned to see Pam looking at me with a weary expression, like I was a mutant or something. I checked my watch and can't believe it's already 8 p.m. Pam shift. <clears throat> hey, Miss Pam, I reply, giving her a weak smile. I walk over to the counter and ask for a pack of camel blue shorts. After a moment of uh, looking me up and down she, uh, with a blank expression, she grabs my she grabs my smokes and puts them on the counter. As I'm reaching for my wallet, she says. Chris, what the hell happened last night? I stopped and looked at her as I felt the blood drain from my face. I couldn't say anything, so she just starts talking so fast it's hard to keep up. That girl goes into the bathroom, and 20 minutes later, I see you run out here covered in blood. When I go in there to see what happened, it was like a goddamn butcher shop. Her elderly voice was quivering. The poor woman was as scared as I was. You saw her? You really fucking saw her? I replied in a barely in a uh, in barely a whisper. I couldn't stop shaking. Of course I saw her. She started. Uh, she stated in a hushed yell. Next thing I know, I'm trying to call the cops, and three vans uh, full of people pull up, and some guy in a suit is making me sign confidentiality papers, telling me I didn't see a thing. While there's a crew of guys in jumpsuits cleaning up the bloodbath in there, then poof, they're gone. Well, this didn't make any sense. Who are they? I asked, dumbfounded. Hell if I know, she replied, rubbing her eyes. Then she reached under the counter and pulls out a folded paper. Oh, baby. Here, she says as she slides it across the counter to me. Oh, what's this? I ask as I shakily pick it up. Turns out it's from Taco Bell. It's a non-disclosure for (laughs) what happens in bathrooms after any people try their new Doritos Locos tacos. From Pam's. It's from her from her modeling years. (laughs) Here you go. Look at this. Let me know. This is what I got. (laughs) You know, this is my headshot. This isn't what I was thinking. Pam. She wasn't the only one that took a box cutter to her lips. If you know what I'm saying, Scorch. I don't know what you're saying. Uh, what is this? I ask as I shakily pick it up. Not really paying the item any attention. She, uh, she left it for you, that girl. She said that, uh, I had to give this to the guy that was in the bathroom when he came out. She begged me. Said she needed help. 
I couldn't take my eyes off the paper. What the fuck? Did she say anything else? Pam looked down over at her feet before responding. She said she was sorry to involve you, but it was the only way, and everything you need is in that note. So, uh, what was she talking about? I ignored her question. Stupid old bitch. <laughs> Eyeing the paper like it would explode at any moment while I held it. <clears throat> I had to process this. I began walking out of the store. Chris, be safe, I heard Pam call after me. I kept walking, because, you know, stupid fucking old bitch. You don't know anything. Uh, just give me my cigarettes, okay? I don't need life advice. Uh, I sat in the car and opened the note. Something fell out. Uh, something fell out of it onto my uh, floorboard. I reached down to pick up a key. I stared at it, then turned my attention to the note. On it is an address and one hastily scribbled sentence. I read it over and over again, silently begging for more meaning, but all it said was, She will tell you everything. P3. <laughs> part three. <laughs> part three. Um, so what did you think of part two? Uh, <clears throat> well, I was fully expecting it to be this guy's crazy, which, I mean, he still could be, I guess. Hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess this is like... This is Every like a, answer cannot be hereditary <laughs> now. This is like a government conspiracy now? This is the hereditary episode. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. A biological. This is like, a, this biological is like an MK Ultra thing. Maybe. Where they're like, it's, you know, they're I think performing tests. It's an outbreak. Like, a, like, as long as this guy's alive, he's going to spread this shit. Mm. I want more of the sister. I like yeah, what's sister. going on with that sister? I like that little giggle. What the fuck? I like that little giggle. I want to see where it goes. Did you guys, did you ever see that movie? Was it, was it that movie about, like, about MK Ultra with Nick Cannon in it that was actually good? Nick like, Cannon? Yeah, well, it was like a, it was like a really small movie. Like, it took place in one room. And it was like, uh, it was like they were trying to influence them to like kill each other. Oh, I didn't know that was MK Ultra. Yeah, that was. But a, I did was like, like that movie. Like MK Ultra thing. Interesting. Do you want to read part three? Oh, of course. Cool. So, just to let you guys know, you got another note from your boy Chris here. Mm. Hey there, everyone. So I just want to say thank you to all of you for taking the time to read my story, whether you believe it or not. All of your kindness and support have really helped me. God bless, Trill. Yes, God. God bless Chris. <laughs> God bless you, Chris. You fuck. It took me longer than expected to find the house. The address from the note was no more than a jumble of poorly scribbled letters and numbers making it incredibly difficult to read. And thanks to my moment of temporary insanity, I couldn't use my busted cell phone's GPS to find the place. Oh yeah, I had a guess for whose house he's gonna show up at, and it's probably Rosie O'Donnell. They told her to... Shut the fuck up after the last time she had Taco Bell. God bless, Rosie. God bless. I spent hours traversing the back roads of a small Texas countryside settlement where houses were few and far between, and I was more likely to see trees and cows rather than make any actual human contact. The sun had gone down hours ago, leaving me surrounded by the dense blackness of night. I was close to giving up on my search, but by pure dumb luck, I happened upon a gravel driveway. Gravel. <laughs> gravel driveway. It's just like a bunch of little graves. <laughs> There's so many driveways. Oh it's, just, it's just like a rock driveway with like a long graves. <laughs> yeah, it's about... Super spooky. Oh, too spooky. Tiny little rat me. graves. <laughs> I happened upon a gravel driveway with an old <laughs> rusted mailbox yeah, standing I mean, at the end of it. He was watching the World Cup one year, and he looked at the TV. There was a dude. The dude's name, and he goes, "That dude's name is Niggle." 
<laughs> and his name was fucking Nigel. <laughs> That's God damn it. Grave. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's name is Niggle. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Uh, God bless Niggle. My headlights illuminated the numbers that told me I had finally reached my destination. I looked down the long path, my eyes clawing through the darkness in search of a house. The dense trees lining the driveway made it impossible, but the longer I stared, I could start making out shapes which eventually turned into detailed images. I could see the house about 200 yards away, clear as day. Turned down the gravel pathway, slowly driving towards the house. Paranoia gripped my mind, and I couldn't stop myself from looking around. Trying to take in every detail, the house sat in what seemed to be a clearing in the trees, tucked away from the rest of the world, giving it that Texas chainsaw vibe. Good old leather face ready to go. Although once I actually reached the house, there was nothing terrifying about it. If anything, it was just a nice, quaint, quiet home. It was white, two-story house with black shutters and a red door, with wooden steps leading up to a large front porch, and a tire swing hanging from the oak tree in the front yard. It all seemed so... normal. I put my car in park, and shut off my headlights. I lit a cigarette as I scanned the rest of my surroundings because I'm a fucking addict. Trying to take in every detail. <laughs> and I'm not talking about heroin. <laughs> I'm talking about my camel blues. And red. <laughs> For $13. There were two vehicles in the driveway, and there were lights on in the house. So someone must have been home. I sat listening to the sounds of the woods surrounding me. I could hear every insect, every nocturnal creature moving about, every snapping tree branch, every sound so vivid, so clear. I got out of my car and extinguished my cigarette. I wasn't going to get anywhere just sitting there waiting for something to happen. Duh. Idiot. With a confidence I didn't know I had, I walked towards the porch, up the steps, and to the front door. I breathed deeply through my nose and raised my hand to knock the door, but stopped short as I caught a scent of something different. Something that didn't belong in this seemingly peaceful place. Blood. I smelled blood. Pungent and sharp, it filled my nostrils. Where the hell was it coming from? As I sat there sniffing the air, I heard the sound of someone approaching the door from the inside of the house. Panic gripped me, and I frantically started looking left and right for somewhere to hide. I stopped myself and took a breath. Calm down, I muttered. Calm the fuck down. It's probably just the owner wondering who's at their house in the middle of the night. I composed myself and waited for whoever it was to open the door. I heard the door unlock and swing open. There stood an older woman, small and dainty, wearing a yellow sundress. Oh, yeah, baby. At first, this struck me as odd. How many hotties were yellow sundresses this time of year? But I ignored that and thought as she looked up and down and began to speak. Hi there, she said excitedly in a, sweet, in a slight southern drawl, or smiling widely at me. Quite the odd hour to be graveling around the woods, <laughs> don't you think? Gallivanting. <laughs> Quite the odd hour to be gallivanting around the woods, don't you think, in this gravely weather? <laughs> God damn it. I couldn't speak. I haven't thought I hadn't thought about what was going to say once I actually got here. After a few awkward seconds of silence, I finally managed to say something. Uh hello? Um yeah, sorry, I was told to come here by someone a girl? 
I muttered, each word stumbling over one another. The woman just stared and kept smiling. She was young? Black hair? I tried my best to describe the girl from the gas station. It's pretty good, though. After about a minute... Oh, that one! <laughs> oh, you know, a girl, black hair, wasn't goes, old. Goes to the gas station. Yeah, she, she goes to gas stations on occasion. At least once in her uh, life she's been there. <laughs> Cuts her face over. Loves the Taco Bell. Let's smell the bell. After about a minute of silently staring and smiling at me, the woman finally spoke. Oh! She exclaimed. That crazy ass bitch. <laughs> you must be one of Caitlin's little friends. So nice to meet you. My name's Deborah. I'm Caitlin's mother. Caitlin? I finally had a name for the girl from the gas station. <laughs> no, you didn't! It could be someone else. She reached out her hand and I shook it hesitantly. She seemed nice, but I couldn't help feeling there was something slightly off about this woman. I'm Chris, I replied. Trying to seem as casual as possible. Alright, what's the over-under on him going to her room? And all of the dolls are like, their faces cut off. You know what I mean? Everything you're, with like uh, faces that's like, there's, it's just all stringy and fucked up. You're, you've been good at guessing thus far, so I wouldn't be surprised if you were right. God but damn it! Punk's the Tawny Trail. <laughs> like, I haven't God seen Caitlyn in Punk's a long time. Trail. And then... I just... I just don't see it going. I don't see it going that way. Is it really that literal? And then he fucks her mom. Yeah. I think he's gonna go Sun in that room man. and there's gonna be a pack of Camel Blues on a Red Bull for thirteen dollars, and he's just gonna be. <laughs> he's like, gonna go upstairs and just. Wow. Pam is there. That'll be thirteen thirty-five. <laughs> Jacob's ladder. Jacob's ladder. Just the whole always. thing. It's all been a dream. <laughs> she let go of my hand. It was all a dream. I'm sorry. <laughs> he used to read Word Up magazines for thirteen thirty-five at the gas station down in Queens. <laughs> she let go of my hand Some and stepped back. <laughs> Open the door a bit wider. Well, Caitlin ain't here right now, but I'm sure she'll be back soon with those camel blues. <laughs> she didn't say the camel blues part. She said everything so excitedly. Why don't you come in and make yourself at home? Supper's on the table and we'd love for you to join us. I saw her left eye twitch a bit and her smile grow wider. There was something so fucking wrong about this. And that's when I turn around. No, I'm not hungry. I'm gonna go get Taco Bell. <laughs> Dinner? It was fucking midnight. That's fourth meal, y'all. Fourth meal? Smell the bell? <laughs> no, that's alright, I said calmly. Yeah, that's not dude. It's fourth meal. <laughs> what are you, an idiot? <laughs> fucking stupid bitch. <laughs> This is just a misogynist <laughs> yeah. story. Every girl character is just a stupid bitch. Aww. Stupid old bitch. I'm trying to take a shit, you stupid bitch. I mean, she, to be fair, she shouldn't be. She's, she like, she like. That's the thing, though. You can get away with in 2018. She could have walked into the bathroom, cut her own face up, and then he gets arrested for rape. So, <laughs> so I was pooping. Literally, there's still poopy in my butt. I didn't even wipe my ass. Didn't you read the story? Ah, yes, the Bill Cosby defense. <laughs> God the, damn it. The Cosby defense. I don't know how that bobbly pooped into a drink. That's where I don't wipe my ass. There was a whole lot of Jello in that box cutter. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. I said calmly, I'll just come back tomorrow. I started to back away from the door, but she reached out and grabbed my wrist with a strength that didn't match her dainty appearance. Nonsense! Oh, God. <laughs> she stated quietly, her eyes narrowing, any friend of Caitlin's is considered family around here. Even ones I that look insist. like skinheads? Yeah, especially them. <laughs> nice. Before I could protest nice about these skinheads, she started pulling me into the house. 
shutting the door behind me. Too late to go back now. What? <laughs> You're literally one step away from your exit. <laughs> it's too late. If this was like, if that was a, if this story was from the perspective of Caitlyn, and that was his, like, dad, this would be like the rapiest story of all time. Quite. See, this is the, this is the, the matriarchy at work. Yeah. <laughs> Strong female protagonists. <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> Man, thanks a lot, Jennifer Lawrence. You em- yeah, you emasculate men, and this is what you get. She started walking ahead of me. I looked around the house with her emasculating men look. Everything seems normal enough. It looked like a house that a happy little family would live in. So why did I have such a fucked up feeling that something was wrong with all of this? Come on now, Deborah called to me. The dining room isn't just through there. I'm gonna go give Caitlin a call and let her know we're waiting on her. I followed her directions and started walking towards the dining room as Deborah disappeared around the corner. I entered the dining room and stopped dead in my tracks and covered my mouth and nose. There, sitting at the end of the table, is an older man. Maybe early fifties. I assumed it's Caitlin's dad. His head is tilted back, mouth hanging open. Two bullet holes decorated his chest, leaving his white shirt stained red. I had found the source of the scent of the blood, and being so close only made the smell so much stronger. I made my way towards the body and discovered another bullet hole right in the middle of his forehead. I could tell from the pale color of his skin and the dried, crusted blood that he'd been dead for quite some time. His cold, dead eyes looked up at me, and with shaking hands, I reached to cover them. What the fuck was going on? I heard movement behind me, and quickly turned to see Deborah has returned. Oh, don't mind him, sugar, she said coolly. Frank doesn't speak much. She leaned towards me and hit her lips with her hand. I think... He gets shy around company, she whispered. This is so hot. I just (laughs) stared at her in pure shock. I couldn't move. What the fuck was wrong with this woman? But it went from six to midnight. She does have that yellow sundress on and those camel blues. Her husband's dead. (laughs) Get in there. All of it. No, no, no. He's quiet. He's quiet around strangers. Turn Caitlin and your stepdaughter. She takes a seat at the other end of the table. (laughs) opposite of Frank and motions for me to sit down. In a daze, I pull out a chair and sit because, yeah, that's what you do in those situations. Yeah, man. I hope you like chicken, said Deborah, as she laid a napkin in her lap and began pouring herself some wine. I couldn't get a hold of Caitlin, but I'm sure she won't be much longer. I just sat staring at the plate sitting in front of me. Finally, I spoke. Deborah, what happened to Frank? I squeaked. Any confidence I had earlier was long gone. I was terrified. She gave me a confused look, but that wide smile never left her face. What do you mean, dear? She said as she scooped mashed potatoes onto her plate. I became angry. What do I mean? I asked coldly, staring her dead in the eyes. I mean he's fucking dead, lady. Your husband is sitting here dead and you're acting like everything is fucking normal? I stood up from my seat and walked toward Frank's lifeless corpse and pointed. Look at him! She stared down at her plate. Do you see him? (laughs) She was like shaking his head. (laughs) Taking her entire wrinkly face and just shaking her hand. As she mixed gravy into her mashed potatoes, still smiling. Fucking look at him! I screamed violently at her. She stopped what she was doing and looked up towards her husband. The smile slowly faded from her face until her expression was completely blank. The silence that filled the room was suffocating. 
Still staring at the body, she spoke in a voice devoid of emotion. I made him an angel so he could fly, fly away. Want to flower, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always fucking knew that they were evil. Kind of fly away. Fly away, little angel. Fly, fly away. She started repeating this over and over again in a soft whisper. Something was wrong with her. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. You ever see the the funny video where the fucking lemon demon dude redid the uh, Lenny Kravitz uh, fly? But it's just every like noun in the song is Milky Way. He no. just takes the past the Milky Way. He just like takes that and then he changes like I want a Milky Way. It's fucking Milky Way. It's a really good song. Deborah, I finally <laughs> Why said. Why does he have an accent now? Deborah, I finally said. Deborah. Deborah. Oh no, you, you have to read it more in like a like a raised brother from Everybody Loves Rain. Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> She ignored me and kept whispering those same words. Only never taking her eyes off Frank's corpse. Fuck, lady, what did you do? Deborah. I asked, shaking my head. She stopped her ran and looked up at me. I'm an angel too now, she said. That wide smile creeping back onto her face. I just shook my head, looking at her with a defeated expression. I came here for answers, and this woman clearly had none. I'm an angel too, she repeated, giggling. <laughs> Watch me fly away. She then brought her hand from under the table, and in it she held a small snub-nosed revolver. I took a step back in horror, certain I was about to die. Fly, fly away. Yeah, yeah, Milky Way. I want a Milky Way. Was all she said as she put the barrel of the gun into her mouth. <laughs> she said, a Milky Way. <laughs> a Milky Way. No! It was all I could shout as she pulled the trigger. The gun erupted into a loud explosion, and the wall behind her was instantly covered in blood. Her body slumped forward and heavily fell from the chair, finally landing on the floor with a solid thump. The gun scattered across the floor, stopped after making contact with the diamond wall. What the fuck? What the fuck? I whispered to myself. I started hyperventilating. My heart was beating a hole in my chest. I rubbed my face. What now? I was supposed to get answers. Instead, I witnessed yet another suicide. None of this made sense. I felt like God was punishing me for something. Making me go through all these horrors for some past transgression. But God bless. Capital G, Chris. As I stood there, feeling sorry for myself, I heard small footsteps behind me. Mommy? <laughs> uttered a small voice. I turned to see a little black-haired girl in pink, Dora the Explorer pajamas, standing in the dining room entrance, staring at me with those wide eyes, just like Dr. Death did during the game of the thing. Yes. <laughs> she was dragging an old teddy bear behind her. Too. Yeah, and you even had the old little teddy bear. Yeah. And the camel blues. <laughs> I instantly forgot about myself and moved towards the girl. Shrooms are nuts, man. I couldn't let her see this. I couldn't let her see Dr. Death in a, in a <laughs> Dora the Explorer onesie with a little teddy bear. I grabbed her hand and gently pulled her away from the horrific scene and sat her on the couch in the living room. Hi there, I said in a coaxing voice. My name's Chris. What's yours? She sat there giving me that wide-eyed stare for a few seconds before telling me. Mia, she said. 
What happened to Mommy and Daddy? She asked, a slight whimper in her voice. It hurt to lie to this kid, but I couldn't very well say. Your mom went fucking nuts, killed her dad, then blew her own brains out. So I just sat there, giving my best fake smile before finally replying. Oh, them? <laughs> Don't worry. They're fine. Oh, yeah, much better That's answer. Not a, <laughs> you can't obscure the truth that much. <laughs> she just kept staring at me while her mother was with a fucking bullet hole in her head a few feet away. Uh, a few seconds passed of me scratching my head and thinking of what to say next before she spoke again. Did my sister send you? She asked. I stopped what I was doing and looked at Mia. She was pulling on the ear of the teddy bear. Caitlin said she would send someone here to help us. Oh, Caitlin said she would send someone here to help us. I couldn't speak. I could barely breathe as I waited for her to say something else. So this was who was going to tell me everything? A little girl? I shook my head in confusion. Mia hopped down from the couch and grabbed my hand. Come with me, she said, as she started to shuffle down a hallway, dragging me behind her. What now? Where was she taking me? I followed obligingly. obligingly. She led me to the end of the hall where two doors faced each other. She pointed to one door and said, That's my room. I nodded and gave her another fake smile. Just fucking smile normally, little kid, you fuck. Then she pointed to the other door and said, That's Caitlin's room. I looked at the door and saw that someone had recently hastily attached a latch from which a padlock hung. Took me a moment to remember the key I had gotten in the note. I pulled it from my pocket, unlocked the padlock, and pushed the door open. Mia stepped into a room and pointed to a laptop that sat on a desk on the other end of the bedroom. Caitlin said to make you watch. Mia said, Oof, I like where this is going. as she stuck her thumb into her mouth. She locks him in the room. I nodded in understanding, walked to the desk, and turned on the laptop. On the desktop, there was only one icon, a video file titled, Watch Me. It's that sick new uh, music video released by... Uh... By Real One. <laughs> scoop, scoop-a-dee-poop. Kanye. Scoop-dee-poop-dee-poop. He goes in there and says, Watch Me. It's fucking... It's just Kanye. never gonna give it's you Kanye. up. Kanye. Like his family the family killed themselves and left this little girl by herself so that they could play a joke on this guy. She's just like standing in the corner dancing. Got him. And Caitlin's fucking hilarious, am I right? Her face is gonna be fucked up though, I'll tell you. I clicked it and a webcam video opened. It was the girl from the gas station sat staring back at me through the screen. Only now she looked completely normal. Very tired, but normal. Mia walked up behind me as the video started. You don't know me, said Caitlin on the video. I don't know you, and I'm sorry for whatever I've done. I don't want to drag anyone else into this, but I needed help. She continued as I watched in silence. I don't have much time, so I'll be quick. Something is happening to me, and the people responsible are after me. By now, they're probably after you too. I remember Pam's story about the men in the vans that appeared at the gas station after I'd left. The video kept going. I thought that was happening was only affecting me, but somehow it's spreading. My family is starting to suffer from the same thing as me. Hearing things, seeing things, hurting ourselves. Me and everyone I come into contact with, including you, is in danger. This explained the scene in the dining room. 
But was she saying I would suffer a familiar fate? I'm not myself when whatever it is takes over. I lose control. But sometimes I'm clear-headed enough to make rational decisions. Hence the note and the key you obviously received if you're watching this. This is Resident Evil 7. It is kind of Resident I was thinking that. I watched in awe as she continued to explain. Don't listen to the voices. They aren't real. Which was also a news here. Which means the little girl is E. Yeah. And don't let the people who did this to me catch you. They're dangerous. And you have to seclude yourself. Stay away from people, especially those in the Resident Evil 7. (laughs) Stop this from spreading. Biohazard. And again, (laughs) I am so sorry for bringing you into this. Whoever you are. But the girl in the video paused to wipe her eyes. I needed one last thing from you. She finally continued, a straight tear rolling down her cheek. Mia, if you're there, just know that I love you so much. And you have to be strong. The girl in Resident Evil 7, the one who sends the tape, is also named Mia. Oh my god, that's his girlfriend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. She sobbed while thinking about Resident Evil. I looked down and saw Mia looking at the screen with those same childish white eyes. Is this a prequel? (laughs) Oh my god. The strangest shit I've ever taken. (laughs) (laughs) Look. (laughs) It's just a guy that it's really fucking hated it. Resident it's Evil 7. Resident Evil 7 prequel. The shit I took. At the, the shit I station. took from playing this game. Don't eat Taco Bell. <laughs> Smell the bell. <laughs> Look, whoever you are, I know you don't owe me any favors, but please, please, just do this for me. I wasn't breathing anymore and the room felt small. I waited and listened. Mia, please cover your ears said the video of Caitlin, tears running freely down her face now. I watched as Mia listened to her older sister. What I'm about to ask you to do is terrible and I'm sorry, but I need you to kill my sister. I stood up from the screen. No! I said in barely a whisper. Oh, no. I said in barely a whisper. <laughs> the video continued. It's her only hope if this madness doesn't kill her, then they will. And either way, she will suffer so much. So please, please for the love of God, just do it. If not for me, then her. I couldn't stop shaking my head. This was so fucked up. I couldn't believe this was happening. This isn't happening. Please, God, no, this isn't happening. I looked down at Mia, who still had her ears covered as she watched the screen. I'm so sorry for all of this, said the video of Caitlin as she reached up, pressed the button, and the screen went black. The video was over. I stepped back, shaking my head. No, 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 was all I could imagine to say. But then I remember Caitlin's face when she had to come to me in the bathroom. How she begged for help after tearing her face apart with the box cutter. Could I really live with myself if I let this little girl suffer like that? Fuck! I felt sick as I asked Mia to go play in her room. She happily went, dragging her teddy bear with her. Yeah, your fucking parents are dead in the living room and you're okay with just... I walked back to the dining room and picked up the gun. Without taking another look up at the horrific scene I had left there. You didn't really. Okay, I got it. You should not have touched the gun because now you're culpable, my friend. There's no, there's no, like you 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 didn't, yeah, you didn't commit any crimes because there's no, there's no gunpowder residue on your hand and it's clearly on the woman's hand. Now you just picked up the gun and now your prints are on them. Way to go, retard. Don't worry, Pam will vouch for you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he up. only he was only coincidentally there to also witness the death of their the death of their daughter. Yeah. And then showed up to put his hand on the gun that killed both of her parents. 
and then potentially maybe killing the younger sister. He's probably totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good guess. God bless. God bless. Chris. Without taking another look up at the horrific scene I left there, walked back to Mia's room and stood in the doorway. The gun was shaking in my hand. I stood and watched her. She was sitting on the floor, facing away from me, playing with her toys. You know, your sister loved you very much, don't you? I croaked. Yeah, she said sadly. And she would do anything to take care of you, I asked. Yeah, she repeated. We were both quiet for a moment. I know what you have to do, she finally said. I just looked at the ground. I fought back watery eyes. I never listen when Caitlin tells me to cover my ears. I do it, but I still listen. She said a bit mischievously, as only a child can. I couldn't help but smile a bit. But it's okay. I know she wouldn't want this if she didn't think it was the right thing to do, she continued. I nodded slowly. So it's okay. Can you just make it not hurt? Hey, she's going to totally survive. I told in a shaking breath. Yeah, I repeated quietly. Promise, she asked. Her words cut me like a knife. She sounded scared. Yes, I promise. I croaked out. She just nodded, still facing away from me. I raised the gun slowly. I had to use both hands to hold it steady. My heart was pounding in my ears. I squeezed my eyes shut tightly and pulled the trigger. A loud bang erupted from my ears started ringing. Dude, what the fuck? You said that wouldn't hurt! Holy shit, this sucks! My goddamn shoulder! Dude, my fucking head! It's like I just got shot in it! Sucks! I fell to my knees and screamed. A long, agonizing scream. I screamed and screamed till my throat was raw. Then I screamed some more. I cried harder than I've ever cried before. I was a coughing, crying mess. It's pretty accurate. My body wanted to vomit, but there was nothing in my stomach. I sat on my knees crying, coughing, and dry heaving my eyes out. I didn't want to see what I had done. God, what have I done? Ah, you killed a little girl. I sat in the backyard, (laughs) smoking a cigarette. I couldn't cry anymore. It couldn't hurt. I was empty. I just sat and stared at the dark, early morning sky. I was done. I was so fucking done with all of this. I grabbed the gun and raised it to my hand. I was ready to die. I pulled the trigger. Click. I winced and looked at the gun, then raised it to my head again. Pulled the trigger. Click, 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 click. Fuck! No bullets. I stood up and threw the gun into the woods with a snarl. Fuck! I screamed. I was breathing heavily and sweating. God bless. (laughs) I sat back down and put my face in my hands. And I just stayed there. (laughs) Suddenly I felt a familiar touch on my back. I looked up saw my father squatting beside me. Okay. It's all gonna be okay, son. He said, Worst shit I ever took. How? I asked, almost pleading for an answer. Please tell me how. He just smiled at me and said, Just let us in. And then, almost as quickly as he had come, he vanished. I heard noise behind me. Multiple heavy footsteps. I didn't bother looking up. I didn't try running. I knew what they were here for. I heard the sound of a walkie-talkie and a gruff voice say, Sir! Yeah, we got him! I just smiled and an evil grin and stood up. I knew what I had to do. 
All right, so this took a turn. How'd yeah, what the fuck? How'd you feel about part three? Biohazard? Dude, it, like, it, well, <clears throat> he didn't murder everybody. Like, everybody in the family is like, well, I mean, Caitlin might not be dead. But yeah, she's pretty dead. She got a fucked up face, but she might not be dead. She cut her fucking throat open. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. <laughs> oh, yeah, she did that. Uh, the, God bless. The, yeah, the God people bless in Chris. suits took her away and told <laughs> Pam, you didn't see shit, boy. Yeah. Oh. Bitch. There, look, there's no God bless from Chris in this part four. All right, so let's see this so, part four. Um, he doesn't care about God yeah, anymore. So now he's, he's officially He's like, an atheist. He's just seen enough to be like, you know what, actually? Well, he's officially one of them. He's one of the craziest now. He doesn't write letters anymore. Oh. Uh, but he somehow still put this up on Reddit No Sleep. I had no idea where I was. It's just an FBI, <laughs> I only knew that it was uncomfortably warm and every hour two men would come into the small room I was being held in, tear away the black bag that covered my head and with both hands tied behind my back they would question me. Question after question after fucking question, for every smart-ass remark I made I was given a nice beating. This just made me laugh. I was positive I had finally lost my mind. The harder they beat me, the harder I laughed. Even when I started coughing up blood, I laughed. I couldn't feel a thing. I was numb. After a while, they gave up. After countless hours of interrogation, they just left me alone with my thoughts in that dark room. I just sat there bleeding and smiling. I don't even know why I was smiling. I just couldn't help myself. I'm bored, I heard a small voice say. I looked up to see Mia standing in front of me, holding her teddy bear. Can we go play now? She asked. My jaw hung to the floor as I stared at her with wide eyes. I must have been hallucinating again. I squeezed my eyes tight and shut. You're not real, I said. You're not fucking real. It was quiet for a moment, then I felt a small, cold hand touch my forehead. My eyes shot open and I looked up. She was still there, just staring at me. Her eyes were wide and glowed white in the darkness. I could just barely make out her small features. You're not Mia, I said. Mia's dead. So who? What are you? She stood there silently staring at me. I could feel her eyes penetrate me. Like they were digging through my soul. Searching for something deep within. What the fuck are my ass? What the fuck are you? I screamed angrily. Finally it spoke, but not in Mia's voice. It sounded like thousands of voices whispering in unison, fading in and out of existence. The voice of Bill Cosby. We all need to say this at the same time. We all <laughs> We are all that ever was and ever will be. It said, still staring with emotionless white eyes. We transcend existence and know no end, no oblivion. Its words made no sense to me in logical terms, yet somehow I understood what it meant. What do you want with me? I asked. Let us in, it said. Let us in and all will become clear. What did it mean? I stared at it for a moment before shutting huh? my eyes. What? <laughs> what? What? what Fuck! Exactly does that entail? Okay. Okay. I said, huh. nodding in defeat. Okay. Whoa. It came out in a whisper, and then all at once I felt something shift inside of me. Oh, I'm having one. My body, <laughs> my body seemed to fill with some strange energy. It's as if I was growing, evolving. This alien power filled me to the huh? brim. Chris is evolving. And I felt like dun 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 Myself began to tear apart at the seams. It felt so utterly amazing and breathtakingly painful at the same time. As every Taco Bell shit does. I fell from my chair and began writhing in agony, or was it bliss? 
could feel the blood rushing through my veins. I could hear the synapses in my brain firing off. It's as if my body was completely tuned into itself and everything around it. The last thing I remember was letting out a feral roar, and then as quickly as it had come, it ended. And I faded into the dark abyss of unconsciousness. I jolted upright, gasping for air and dripping with cold sweat. My eyes darted around the room. My room? How the hell did I end up here? I sat in my bed trying to calm my breathing. Had it all been a nightmare? Then I noticed my laptop open on my desk, a video file opened on the screen. I got out of my bed and walked to my desk. I noticed a cell phone I had never seen before, and a travel brochure for Georgia sat on the keyboard. I inspected them both for a moment, oh God, then turned my attention back to the video. This I is this is I pressed play. The screen went black and the video began playing. It was a webcam video of me? What the fuck? I don't remember making a video. Hell, I'm not sure if I even know how to work my webcam. The video started with me just staring at the camera, but what truly shocked me was the fact that I was covered in blood. I examined myself and found no blood, which confused the fuck out of me. The me on the video began to speak. Listen up, fucker, he said, smirking. Pack your bags. We're going to Atlanta. Neat. So I guess it continues into something else. Mm. Or it describes why Atlanta is like one of the worst fucking cities on the planet. <laughs> Dude, this really does like... It, it has like weird parallels to, to some uh, Resident Evil stuff. Oh, it absolutely does. Resident Evil. Oh, it's a browser, browser for Android. Android. Yeah. Oh, dude, nice. <laughs> Some what does it say? Lips. Wang boy? It says Wang, it says Wang boy. It just Wang says boy. Wang boy. That's all it says. So uh, this probably has a second part. Um, I, I really wasn't in love with it enough to continue reading mm. it. But um, as a singular story with a lot of inspiration taken from multiple things, I didn't think it was terrible. No, that's fine. But uh, it didn't have enough to deal with shit. Yeah, I, it was like... Initially, the reason I got it was because I thought it was all going to be about... This sh- this shit that yeah, this guy look. but this guy has to take and it just gets worse and worse the more he tries to shit. As soon as I caught a whiff of this story, I was uh, mm-hmm. immediately taken aback mm-hmm. with shit. Uh, but then it was just like he just everything happened to transpire after he took one poop. Yes. Which you know we frequently take poops. Yeah, but I feel like the um, the way shit was implied in the title. Yeah, it just seems kind of. Look, this is a little clickbaity. This is like the this is like the uh, it is. like the, the the list of seven things you won't believe you won't believe how these celebrities look. You yeah. won't believe number seven. You won't seven. believe how big this shit is. Yeah, yeah, you, exactly. And then it's like one shit. It is one shit in the first. And then the part. rest of the pictures are like the pictures of the food he ate, and I'm like, well, that's not what I was looking for. The funny thing is, <laughs> these guys are just reading the review of Hereditary. <laughs> that was just a you t- took the words out of my fucking mouth. <laughs> so. uh... Well, his dad was a big Taco Bell eater as well. So Yeah, he said, let us in, you know, just like <laughs> what the smell of the bell does. Mm. So uh, we read, I don't know, its title was too long and I don't feel yeah. like reopening it. Shit on a shingle goes Biggest, to Atlanta. Yeah, man. That's that's pretty good. That's a good, <laughs> like, DLC byline. for Resident <laughs> Evil DLC. 7. Oh, man, it's the Zoe one where you punch gators <laughs> for, like, 30 minutes. Is that really a DLC? Yeah, man. You don't know that one? Are they zombie gators? You're Jack's, kinda. You're Jack's brother who lives off in the bayou, and he finds out what's happening down the street at his brother's house, and he goes to investigate, and all he finds are molded, so he, mm. pun- he punches them real good. 
there are like no weapons. You just use your fists the entire time. <laughs> That's cool. Because Jack's brother was like a prize champion fucking fighter in his young age. That's so stupid. That's awesome. But it's great. That's and, so cool. And you save Zoe, and she's like a magical crystalline princess. Oh, so like, does that is that like only work if you ditch her? Fucking well, punch. didn't you, didn't you choose the bring Zoe option, and it and it makes you bring Mia anyway. Oh yeah, you're right. The oh story, the story forces you to go with Mia. Mia interjects when you choose or Zoe, and you um, and you're forced to take Mia. Cause, yeah, because uh, Zoe gets pissed. Yeah, it's like, and then you go to like the you go to like Zoe the ship. and Mia fight, and you end up bringing Mia mm-hmm. anyway. Anyway, um, yeah. So lots of little, lots of little connections to recent horror things. I definitely felt like maybe right before you said it, I was like. All that they need to say is that this this you know this little girl is um is evil and causing all the madness and I would be, yeah I, I would believe that it's a prequel to to E. What did you what did you think of the story, punks, Tommy? I thought it was all right. Uh, it was uh, I, there's I don't know there, there's not so much to latch onto right because it was all very boilerplate. Yeah. You know it, this guy Chris, God bless. God uh, bless. He's not really. It's not really doing anything too special here. I was, I was really, I mean, to be fair, the the guesses I was making were like the most obvious generic guesses. So I sure. guess I'm at the very least, I'm glad that they didn't go there. Uh, and I'm not sure I, I buy some of the decisions that this our, our protagonist here is is making, but it was okay. I would not buy that for a dollar. Okay, and uh, Deputy Dewey. Wasn't big into it. Uh, a lot of the whole shock value thing. Like, oh, look, this girl's just cutting herself up with a, a boxing knife. And it was just the first, it was just like that first part, too, so it wasn't even like a gimmick he maintained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just killed yeah. themselves. And they did the whole yeah. crazy woman kill her husband and then kill herself thing. And just the, Why is he oh, just now, like... Oh, now the protagonist has to do something horrible by killing a little girl. Why is he just like kind of crazy now? Why does he have control over it when no one else does? Well, I I don't I don't think it implies that he has control over it. I think it just implies that he's also infected. Yeah, but he seems to be at least a little bit more rational. But like like or Caitlin, sorry, she was able to make that video. That's true. Before she went crazy and cut her face open at the. See, the timeline hadn't quite caught up to him yet. Yeah. Okay. So like it's just like I mean I don't I don't know why he would end up not being in like a government van and then just being okay in his house. So I'm assuming he's, that they're all dead or something. Yeah, I guess there isn't really like a timeline for that kind of mm. thing because. Uh, what about the little one? She wasn't crazy yet. You're right. Well, I don't know what the fuck was going on at the end of that. Without any closure here, we really can't say whether or not this person's even thought. This is like you know. This is like. This is like you're making a Star Wars movie, and then you're like, well, we'll just write all these loose ends, and then some other director will come up with the rest of the idea but i'll bet you in the next part that i don't want to direct yeah you could get the other director to come back i'll bet you yeah exactly i'll bet you um he'll 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 there are no answers here he'll fix it up (laughs) or he'll ignore it well it turns out that actually chris is no one uh everybody is actually uh nobody chris was pam the whole time yeah and um (laughs) you know eve like mia mia was dead but uh, she had force powers, so she's it was all a dream. Yeah, she uh, she got sucked out into space, but she's fine now. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's what I'm saying though. Is I think that like this is like, as like a lot of these Reddit stories, they just kind of write them one at a time. 
like one part at a time, and they're like, well, fuck, I guess uh, we'll see where this goes. And like that whole second part, there are two things that happen of note. One, he gets a phone call from his sister. Two, he gets a piece of paper from the lady at the drugstore. Like those are the only two things that happen in that whole thing. Like that could have been that could have been a paragraph. You know what I mean? Like nothing, nothing of note really happens outside of like you said the shock value stuff. Mm-hmm. And like even in that third part, it was like okay, well, he's going slightly mad. It's starting to have an effect on him, mm-hmm. but he's not quite into it yet. Yeah, and then he gets the inspiration for the next part. Yeah, I think part three should have been like this story? three paragraphs as opposed so to like the the, a uh, part. the the sister call was the only thing that was like that was in his head, right? Yeah, and like well, here's the thing: is the only reason she needs a call is to establish that he is a former hasn't drug addict, and he hasn't been acting like himself when yeah. she saw him earlier. So it's like so we established that, right? So like we know that this is like a character with like a little bit of. You know, kind of maybe like a tormented past or something. Like, he's got something yeah, going on. So, yeah. like, you need, you know, I understand the need for that. Tormented past. Like, uh, mother just died. Yes. Uh, uncle killed himself. Uh, uh, dad uh, shot, him, shot himself in the face. He just was hereditary. Uh, he, <laughs> I was actually, what I was actually telling you was Tony Collette's speech in hereditary <laughs> when she describes what happened to her family. I did watch that review from Red Letter Media. I watched the. See, that's the thing, is, like, Jay kind of masturbates the entire time, but but Mike felt exactly how I felt. Like, hmm. a lot of things were just underutilized and it never quite earned itself. So, yeah, that was yeah. one of the things I sourced in my Reddit diatribe. <laughs> Which, in itself, let me let me remind you, the, um, the sub was for someone who was saying, I just don't get what all the hype is. It was just someone saying that, and he was getting shit on too. So it's just you yeah. know, no one's allowed. Hive mind. No one's allowed well, to say that things other people like are bad. We're not allowed to do that. Well, anymore. and you're not allowed to say that things that are bad are good either. You know what I mean? Sure. It's it just kind of goes around. Whatever is like the slightly more popular opinion, you can't go against the grain. Like, sure. you know, like I don't know if you know this, but I'm a very big fan of The Witcher. You are. But like they have like CD Projekt has like very fervent fans who are like. When people are like, I don't really like The Witcher 3 that much. They stab them. They're like, oh my god. I'm like, no, I mean, I get it. (laughs) It's a fucking, it's a a piece of media. (laughs) Sure. People don't enjoy everything. Mario is one of the greatest franchises ever and consistently makes some of the greatest games ever. And some people don't like them. I like the DC universe over the Marvel universe (laughs) currently. Well, no, I mean, it is. It's much darker. It's it's much, you know, more mature. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, like, I'm just glad that, that Zack Snyder was able to make something, like... Because, you know, the Marvel fans are so stupid. Like, they just don't get it. Like, so he made it into, you know, Batman v Superman. So before we record for another hour... <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything you guys want to add before we before we close out the episode? Needed more poop. It did need more poop. Needed more poop and uh, needed more funny things that I could latch onto. It's funny. That was my exact review of Hereditary. <laughs> Need more, need more, need more funny things that I can latch on. <laughs> it definitely could have used more poop. What about you? Definitely? Or more descriptions <laughs> about the Taco Bell. What did he get from Taco Bell? Any more Taco Bell? Also, yeah, it could have sourced literally anything. I like Taco Bell. Jeffy, do I just want to go home and take a shit. <laughs> well, you heard it here, folks. I just want to go home and take a shit. I think that was the name of the story. I think that was the name of the story. <laughs> it's going to be the name of the episode. The name of the story is I should have shit before I left. <laughs> should be the name of the God bless. It's the name God, of the bless. God bless Chris. God bless Chris. Two to the one, one to the three. I like good pussy and I like good trees. Smoke so much weed you wouldn't believe. And I get more ass than a toilet seat.
last night.